Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Get ready for an all-new experience in information exchange and beer culture. Your only source source. for live beer radio that brings expert brewers from around the globe right to your home. You're not just listening to broadcasters. It's the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Man, good afternoon. It's a lonely studio in Pacheco, everybody. Quite a, quite a bit different than last week. <laughs> yeah, last week it was like, it was overflowing with uh, farewell well-wishers for, for D. This is the day after D-Day. It's our first show in the studio without Daniela, and uh, I don't know. Uh, we'll see how it goes, eh, Doc? Yep, we'll see. <laughs> well... Do you even remember who Daniela is this week? Vaguely. <laughs> so long ago. Yeah. You could tell, uh, if, if you don't remember what she looks like, just look at the uh, the doll hanging in the oh. corner. Her replacement oh, oh, her. is here. So if you ever forget, we can just look up there. And I think that's where Daniela's memory will remain uh, for us here in the, in, the, in the studio at the Brewing Network. Uh, we got a good show planned for you, though. Uh, it's going to be very different without Daniela. Everybody's going to have to do some adjusting. Uh, us, you, at home, podcasters, uh, those driving, and uh, we'll, we'll all have to, uh, to, to just get a grip on things, you know. Uh, in the meantime, helping us out today is JP in the chat room. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's real happy about JP. Oh, I'm getting so much crap. Tons of crap. It's unreal. But uh, you know what? Um, I'm wearing a crap suit, so it's all right. <laughs> It just slides off in my little collection bowl, and I keep it. Yeah. Well, here's a little update. Uh, Doc and I had to... Uh, we couldn't do our stripper interviews this week. Both of us were extremely busy. Yeah, it's a tough week. So we can't interview strippers. Yeah, it's been a tough week. I mean, Doc tried. Every time his wife gave him something to do, he said, But honey, I have to go interview strippers. You don't understand. It's important. But it didn't... I don't, I don't know why. We have, a, we have a void to fill. But it didn't work. I don't know why that explanation didn't work, but it didn't. And me, I had to explain it uh, to who? I don't know. Who did it? <laughs> who do I have to explain things to now? JP? Chad. And my roommate, Chad? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I kept, uh, so Chad, 
Well, what are we doing tonight? <laughs> <Interview's> <laughs> He's like, I don't know what you're doing, man. I'm going out. Yeah. Really? Because I'm, uh, I'm just here. <laughs> <laughs> you get like an old man sweater now and a little pipe and you yeah. kind of sit in your slippers <laughs> out on the patio and look off into the sunset. He's yeah. never going to get out of his jammies. Yeah. <laughs> What's the point? I didn't hardly, in, uh, except to go to work this week, I, I didn't get out of my jammies. It's very different. Uh, it's been quiet around here and everybody misses oh, Daniela <laughs> a lot. <laughs> um there was some uh, suggestions and rumors that she may be calling into tonight's show. Uh, to be quite honest, I have no inside information about that. I did speak to her yesterday, uh, but I don't know if, if she's going to be able to call in. She starts her job tomorrow. She's been just drinking. Since, yeah, no, I figure she's going to get there. home about two, hammered, yeah. Yeah. give us a call. It's about right now. Well, I think it, this is the first night she, th- that hasn't been her routine because she's got to show up for her first day on the job tomorrow. So I, I imagine I, I don't think we're going to hear from her tonight. So uh, quelling mm. those rumors mm. now, but who knows? Maybe we'll get a little uh, surprise. If the show goes on long enough, it's morning over there. She'll be waking up to go to work. Oh, yeah. So you never know. We should yeah. extend it for that reason. <laughs> okay. Uh, 888-401-BEER is our phone number. Today's topic is going to be, you guys have been asking for it for a while, and we're finally going to do uh, clubs, homebrew clubs with Dr. Scott. Yep. Going to cover how to form one, what to do with one, how to organize it, different events. Uh, Doc's club is really interesting. He is the president of our local homebrew club, Doze, mm-hmm. the Diablo Order of Zymiracle. Enthusiast. Enthusiast. There you go. And uh, so Doc's going to help us out with that. And it's an interesting story because when, when Doc came in, and, and we'll go into detail a little bit later, but when he came in, it was a pretty small club. And now, it's uh, every time I go to a meeting, it's huge. It's overflowing. Yeah. And uh, so I think that Doc's going to have some good tips for us about how to uh, you know really get people enthusiastic and excited about having a homebrew club. So that's our topic for today. 888-401-BEER's the number if you want to ask any questions. And JP is in the chat room with you this week to take uh, your questions. Can I just say I did my first official chat thing? I wrote something down on a card and gave it to you. And handed it over to me. Yeah. And it's good. I actually can read your writing, which Thank is, you. it took me a long time to read Daniela, to learn how to read Daniela's uh, hieroglyphics. Well, English is my first language. <laughs> it does help. Got uh, and, one over all the uh, aliens. There. And the first question passed along from our new, uh, at least for today, chat moderator, uh, JP, is uh, is Skype working? And yes, a Skype is working uh, once again. For two weeks, it's been well, it finicky. Depends on who's asking yeah it, did bub ask the question jp uh, i don't know who asked the question um, well you would know if it was but you can see the names of the people oh okay too. oh no it didn't it, <laughs> it did it, it, it did not. not ask a question <laughs> okay uh yeah skype's working although it has been doing weird things all day where it's turning itself off but it should i did fix the audio problem that we've been having for two weeks uh something got uh, just rearranged and Skype's yeah, well. working, so you can send your you can you can call in and ask us questions that way, or you can join uh, JP in the chat room. I almost called you Daniela, and you can uh, call eight 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 four zero one beer. I've been called worse. <laughs> That's true. It's the man breasts, and I think is what uh, is going to get confusing around here, Doc. I'm already confused. <laughs> yeah, well, it's all right. Yeah, and uh, summertime is fast approaching. You can tell. Uh, I don't know. I, I have a feeling that most people assumed I was going to forget to change my clocks today. I sure left you a message. And the reason I have that feeling <laughs> is because not only did J- JP leave you a message, but I, I received several emails from BNers throughout the week. Don't telling forget. Me don't that. forget. Yeah. 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 Everyone is. Uh, I. I 
God, it's as if I've dropped the ball in the past or something. <laughs> it's very strange. No, not you. Yeah. Uh, uh, so you can tell that uh, you know that it, that summer is fast approaching because uh, we've we've changed our clocks a little bit early this they year. They did it early this year. Yeah, I like. Daylight savings a lot better. Oh, it's great. It's extended by a full month, right? Because yeah. we also uh, don't change back until two weeks late this year as well, I think. I thought it was three weeks early. Three weeks early is what I hear. Three weeks saying. early, and then whatever it ends up on the other end. On the other end. I see. Okay. Well, I love it. I think it's great. I'm always uh, extremely disappointed when we have to change the clocks at the end of summer. It turns your you know sort of daylight 8 p.m. Dinner, which is fantastic, yeah. to uh, like it's it's dark at four thirty. Oh yeah, you're coming home in the dark. Yeah, got to work in the dark. Come, come home, home in the dark. In the dark. I hate good. that. I don't know how to change a clock in my car. You don't? No. <laughs> you got one of them fancy Japanese cars? Yeah. You really 60, don't know. Sixty percent American. No, I have no idea, and I don't. I don't. Re- I don't remember from the last time I had to change the friggin' time. Yeah. So I think I might just leave it. No, just take it into the dealer. Let them do it. I usually just leave <laughs> it. It is under warranty, right? Yeah. When we changed the clocks the last time, I left my alarm set that way because I found that if my alarm went off an hour early, I was always on time for work. Even though I should, like, subconsciously I knew my yeah. clock was wrong, when it goes off at that time in the morning, you, you can't think that much. So I was always like, oh, I better get out of bed. And I'd jump out of bed and realize I had a whole hour to spare. It was great. What'd you do with yourself? I, uh, <laughs> you know what I did. Yeah. <laughs> Shower, <laughs> showering cartoons. wasn't what, it, what yeah. I think. <laughs> I showered afterward, you know. <laughs> I watched TV. And I watched TV. Uh, anyway, so, uh, and not only that, uh, you can tell it's summertime because it's already uh, starting to become the old steamy studio yes, that we're it is. used to. And our air conditioning system is down at the moment. Uh, down I, saw, I saw that. <clears throat> well, yeah, it's a long story, it, but it I needs have some to. tape. Re- I have to, yeah, we have to re tape <laughs> it. <laughs> it's what we have to do. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our show for today. I do have a couple of announcements for you. Uh, The archive page and the podcasts have been updated. We talked about it last week. But some of you have not updated your uh, podcast subscription URL. That's that uh, XML feed that you need to do. Go to the archive page and check it out. You need to update that. The old one, uh, you'll notice on your iTunes or whatever else you use, will say that the account has expired. And it has. I got rid of it and started a new one. So you need to download the new address. Also, the archive page is searchable, Doc. Have you used it at all? Uh, not in the last... When's it been? The last it's just been. Weeks? It's been, no, only like two weeks it's been that way. And if you go to the archive page now and in the search field, you punch in Doc... Oh, good. Every show that you have uh, been Said in the description, uh, oh. it's uh, then, you know, if no, it was like I, I a must have been there just before or... that because it was about three weeks ago. I was okay. perusing the archive page and uh, that didn't happen. Yeah, now you can tell all your fans and friends and family if they just want to cut right to the chase and get to your specific shows, they can just punch in Doc. And uh, obviously, uh, every show has Doc on it, but if they were topics that you ran yourself, yeah. they'll show up in the search field. Well, we we have a, a family historian. He's a Catholic priest out of uh, Michigan or something. He wants some information on me and things, and I, I got I was a little late getting back to him. And he goes, "Oh, don't worry, I found it on Wikipedia." Oh, no kidding! Yeah. <laughs> he found you there. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. Speaking of Wikipedia, Wiki Wiki. And this is an old argument here on the station, but there's Uh-oh. been a lot of news, a lot of stuff in the news lately about. Uh, the faulty information given out on Wikipedia. They Boy, found a guy. You know how you can... Um, update? Everybody can update it. And some people who update, 
they they put their credentials so that you can get an idea of the caliber of person that was doing the update. And there's a guy who did uh, thousands and thousands of updates throughout Wikipedia, and he and he wrote down that he was a PhD, uh, you know, from wherever I don't I don't know where. And uh, Phoenix, turns out Phoenix the guy University. hardly graduated high school. And he just was this freak, this like internet freak, and they had to go through and correct just thousands and thousands of posts that this That's guy good. went in and updated. That's and, awesome. Yeah, yeah, I better check my bio again. Basic <laughs> information. That's what it's good for. Yeah, you better you make your, sure it's accurate. You have your own bio on Wikipedia. You can look up Doctor Scott, and it'll pull you up. Uh, yeah, I think it comes up, but it comes up the the Brewing Network page. Oh, okay. that's too bad. There yeah. should be a doc wiki. There should. Like it's just doc. <laughs> Someone write a doc uh, yeah. uh, inner thing for him. Yeah, Bob, can you uh, be make nice us a, about it? A doc wiki. <laughs> <laughs> All right, other announcements I have for you. The newsletter has not gone out yet this month. I'm late. Late for the first time. Been doing it. It's, uh, Does Daniela know that you're be late? Our seventh, You've been busy. It'll be our seventh month, and I didn't make it. I got busy with a lot of things, you know, with Daniela uh, leaving, uh, lots of uh, stuff to loose ends to take care of around here, getting her packed and all that. I was behind on the B3 podcast, which I got out finally, and that took a little bit of a uh, uh, of a precedent over the newsletter because you know uh, they're a paying sponsor <laughs> for, for that. Yeah. So, uh, but the newsletter will be out this week. It'll be a shortened version. There'll only be a couple of weeks of shows left in it, but it still has all the same good information. The Jamil section, a uh, the beer chef, the homebrew chef, his section is in there. He's got some recipes for St. Patrick's Day. So if you haven't subscribed yet, sign up for our newsletter, and it'll be coming out um, this week. Now, another announcement that you're not going to like, but I'm going to follow it up with an announcement that you will like. Uh, there's no show next week. Uh, Doc, you're free next Sunday. Mm, really? You can tell the family. Or don't tell them. I don't care if you want to go do something else. Yeah, you know, that's come up. With, yeah, I've thought about that a couple of times. Yeah, Just I'm don't say. my radio show. <laughs> yeah. See you later. Uh, meanwhile, Doc and I are at the Gold Club uh, interviewing <laughs> new chatters. Yes, exactly. Well, maybe. Yeah. Uh, no, I actually I, I do apologize. There's no show next week. Uh, my family lives on the East Coast, but my my dad's coming out to Las Vegas, and he, he's gonna he's got a company thing going on. He's gonna fly me out there to hang out with my dad for a day, and it's the only day I can do it. So I do apologize, uh, but uh, no Sunday show next week. Now to make up for it, t- today tonight. It's like a Super Brewing Network Sunday, all right? Super Sunday. Yeah, because uh, we're doing the Jameel Show directly following this evening's programming, Doc. We're doing two episodes live of the Jameel Show tonight. That's right. When we go off the air, which will probably be around 8 or 8.30, uh, depending on, on... If we go off at 8.30, the Jameel Show will start at 9. If we go off the air at 8, the Jameel Show will start at 8.30. And it will be back-to-back episodes of the Jameel Show. Live. Live. Uh, now, this isn't a regular thing. His, right. He still has his Monday morning time slot, but uh, uh, something came up at work. i got to work tomorrow morning, and I can't, uh, I can't do the show. So we're doing them tonight. So wow. it's like a super Sunday, Doc. Great for those East Coasters. Exactly. And, and a lot of times, we get a lot of listeners who have to work tomorrow morning, so they kind of bail out early. But there's really, uh, of, our live les- uh, of our live listeners, there's this overwhelming majority of people that are still hanging out 
when we're going off the air, Doc, right. they're still in there and doing their thing. They got their drink on. They got their buzz going. That's right. They don't want to just end it. So tonight, you're going to get to join in on the Jamil Show. We'll be doing two live back-to-back Jamil shows, and uh, you can participate. Of course, it's a it's a, so, a content-oriented show, so no drunks of the week calling in or anything. But uh, you can certainly uh, be able to enjoy a live Jamil show like you've never done before. So they're going to be here till like 1. Well, if we start at 9, they'll be here till 11. Oh, because it's a one hour. Yeah. Each is a one hour okay. show. So, right. uh, two shows uh, going on. So, uh, pretty exciting. So, uh, kind of making up for our missing next week by giving you a little bonus tonight. So that means, uh, ooh, is Chicken Boy going to be in here a little earlier than maybe? He is. I'm, uh, I don't know. I, I think Jamil uh-huh. was planning on being here by 8 or so, and I'm nice. not sure when Chicken Boy is going to make it. Cool. But, uh, Chicken Boy is barreling wine today. He's taking it from the fermenter, putting it into his uh, barrels. I really? Saw, saw him over at Beer, Beer, and More Beer. I went, I'm brewing right on. on Tuesday. I'm running low on beer until sure. Doc just brought my Doppelbach, that yeah. is. Yeah. I'm Surprise. running low on beer. I'm going to brew a pale ale, but I went to B3 today to get my uh, yeast. I'm going to do a starter. I haven't done a starter in a while. And tonight, after the show, Doc, I'm going to get my starter ready. Cool. Cal ale. Got two vials of Cal ale. Going to uh, put the flask together, two 2,000-milliliter uh, uh, flasks, and going to do a nice big starter. Let it go from tonight all the way until I'll probably end up pitching Tuesday night. So a couple of days, that's yeah, pretty good, right, Doc? Good. It'll wake it up real nice. And yeah. Get some they don't propagate in just a couple of days, right? They, they do a little bit. A little depends. bit? You okay. Kind of depends on the situation, what's going on. But, you know, at least if you wake them up, yeah. it'll be good. I'm trying to stack the deck here. I don't want to, you know, I've had a couple beer disasters over the last month. Uh, February was a rough month here at the BN. We'll try a little planning. Well, I, that I just, I'm going to brew today. Um, okay. That, I've actually been better at the planning part. I mean, the Jamil's Porter that ended up all over my carpet, I planned to the T. And then it uh, poured all over my carpet. <laughs> so I never got to see if my planning worked out. So I'm I'm starting over. I was thinking about that when you know, bringing the Doppelbach over. Is he yeah. going to put that on the f- floor, too? Fix the system so it should be fine, Doc. I, I would, uh, I'll tell you what. I wouldn't tell you if I dumped it all over the floor. <laughs> I would just say, oh, no, we drank it. It was really good. It was so good. Yeah. It, I, you didn't even stay in here. <laughs> I drowned my sorrows in it all week You're long. Suck in the carpet. <laughs> By the way, I got new. Mic- I got a new carpet. It's called my sorrows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so anyway, I'm going to brew a, a pale ale. I think on Tuesday, I need a nice pale ale. And then after that, you know what my plan is? I'm going to do my first lager. Never done a lager. Going to do an alt beer. Nice. I think <laughs> alt beer is an ale, but that's okay. Oh, I thought you have to lager an alt beer. Is it an ale with a lager yeast? Yeah, I think so. I think you lager an alt beer if you do it traditionally. Am I wrong about that? I don't think Doc's drunk enough to know. No, that. it's a, a lager being, uh, you don't ferment it at 48. Oh, well then forget it. I'm not going to do it. I thought you did. I thought that when I did one with John, we did lager it like that. We did ferment cold. That's probably why it didn't come out good. <laughs> no, it won a bunch of awards. <laughs> it was a really good alt beer. Oh, well then forget it, because I want to do a lager then. I guess I'll do a Hellas then instead. I really wanted an alt beer then. Yeah. Why haven't I brewed an alt beer yet if it's not a lager? I don't know. I don't know either. Because I thought that's why I always avoided it. Yeah, you learn something every <laughs> Sunday, don't you? <laughs> Sometimes twice. All right, 888-401-BEER. You can Skype us at Brewing Network, of course, uh, as long as that thing stays working. And uh, today's topic is going to be uh, homebrew clubs with Dr. Scott. In the meantime, it's time for, uh, I guess now that Daniela's World Vigorously is not a regular segment, yeah. everybody's new favorite segment is the feedback segment. Oh, my God! You've got mail. Kick ass. It's always one of my favorites. Yeah. 
As you can imagine, I got a lot of feedback this week about Daniela uh, and leaving. I'll tell you what, a real, a great uh, outpouring of support, Doc. Lots of private messages and uh, different posts just kind of saying, Hey, Daniela, we hope you're doing well. And man, do we feel sorry for Justin. Lots of that. <laughs> uh, but I want to say thanks. I didn't get a chance to reply to everybody. In fact, I don't know if I replied to anybody this week. Um, you but should have had a stock reply and just and just sent cut it and paste. See, I don't like that. I f- always feel bad about that. Thank I, you, Blank, for feel, your questions. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I always feel like people really sit down to take the time to write to me. I should do it back. So I know I would be able to respond to more people if I did the stock reply, but I just feel it's 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 not genuine. So uh, well, you could change a few words and make it genuine. Yeah. Just add different sirs. And yeah. A, it's a thought that counts. Do it like a Mad Libs. Remember those Mad Libs where you yeah. plug in like a noun and a pronoun and all that shit? Yeah, just Put the person's things. name and go, I very much liked your carpet <laughs> <laughs> that you sent to me via the airplane. It On was very Wednesday. tomato. It's a good idea. Yeah, I think so too. I got to get one of those voice email programs. You know where you can just speak and yeah. it will dictate it? I've had it. Yeah. How did it work? It was okay. Yeah? Uh, you had to go back and correct a lot. You have to train it. Oh. So I, I, I got the older that. version. Like the new, any good The newer secretary. one's supposed to be out. It's supposed to be better. Okay. Because I don't type very fast and I hate long typing yeah. sessions. So if you send me a question, if it's a real quick, easy question, I don't have to teach you something, you you're going to get an answer real quick. <laughs> but if I see this, oh, God, okay, you know, I want to do it, and, but i got to sit down for an hour. Yeah. You, you, that's when you get that email back from me. Did I answer this already about a month ago? I don't know. Okay, here you go. <laughs> Thank you, JP. All right, let's get into the feedback. Uh, let's. It starts with Justin, you no talent, Daniela-less, ramen eating, <laughs> crying in your beer, no pants wearing, porter all over the carpet, dumping hack. Wow. Yeah, your one. mom really doesn't like you. <laughs> well, I'm surprised you got it all out in one breath. I know, me too. I haven't gotten a long one like that in a while. Says I was playing with the new archive, and overall, it's really a great improvement. That said, as others have noted on the boards, there's room for improvement. Terms like ass hat and cheese eating surrender monkeys yield no results. Uh, this is still the <laughs> Brewing Network, isn't it? Uh, he says, more seriously, uh, mad props, though, to Justin's database database guy for making it happen. Actually, uh, it wasn't my normal database guy. It was an old friend of mine, Andy, did a great job uh, kind of turning the existing interface we had into the searchable one. Uh, thank you to Andy. says, after playing with the archive, I downloaded the first Sean O'Sullivan show. The content still stands as good material, material but you know what? It's amazing to see the level of improvement compared to today. You and the other brewcasters have developed a confidence level that has added to the quality of the show. Keep up the good work and rat pad from Geist Beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rat pad. Uh, so I'm glad that, uh, in fact, I notice if I don't listen to all the content because I, I would stop broadcasting if I listened to every show. Yeah. But I do listen to the audio quality a lot. I'm really a, a kind of a stickler about how the audio sounds. And the audio quality from our first show's doc until the show's the last six months or so, unbelievably different. It's much, much better now. Got everything lined up right and uh, been sounding good. I don't ever listen to the old shows. Yeah. I don't listen to any... It's it, painful, isn't it? Well, it's just... I just don't want to do it. And you don't want to come in here and be self-conscious. You just want to be yourself and right. do what you do. And if you start to listen to everything you say, you don't do that anymore. No, you try to fix that. Oh, I sound like an ass there. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to try to fix that. But the thing is, 
that's what people love about you or, or me or whenever. It's when they can call us an ass. And, 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 <laughs> you, and, and if we fix all that, what a terrible show it's going to be. Yeah, it kind of gets boring. Yeah, so we don't, we don't listen. You guys listen, and we thank you for that. All right, more feedback here. Hey, Justin, I wanted to drop you a line and let you know how much I appreciate what you've been doing and have been able to do with the BN in the last couple of years. I've been a dedicated listener to the podcasts, but not so involved in the BN community so far. With Daniela leaving uh, for bigger and better, (laughs) very true, and the outpouring from the BN Army, it's prompted me to jump in and make the most of what you've been able to create for homebrewers. Cheers, mate, and thanks again. That's from Mike. And, uh, you know, Mike, I I, I kind of encourage everybody to take Mike's example. If you've been listening for a long time and you haven't joined the forum or, or gotten involved in the community, uh, you're going to have fun, I, I guarantee you. And It's really a, it's a high-quality community there at thebrewingnetwork.com and on the forums. You get all your questions answered. They make fun of you while they're at it. Uh, and Some people are just downright nice. It's a cool never thing. know. You could be the next bub. That's right. You, too, could be the next bub. Uh, let's see. Uh, now... Here's an email about music that we play, and I've gone over some of the limitations I have with copyright and stuff on here, And but a lot of emails came through this week about how we do music, so I want to address this. He says, hey, Justin, I played the harmony song that you have, I Take a Look at My Enormous Penis. You remember that song, Doc? It's yeah. a good one. He said, I played it uh, to some friends as well as the tequila spoof advertisement we've been playing, and they absolutely love them, and the DUI song, too. Is there a link to the original source of these? Can you send me the sound bites for my friends uh, so they can distribute to others, etc., etc.? I cannot give you links to these songs, guys. I can't send you a download of them. I can't send you the file. I can't link you to the file because most of the songs are not my songs, and that violates copyright law. But I can give you the titles of the songs, and you can go searching for them. I gave you the tequila thing. Yes. And I got that in an email from my friend. So it's been bumping around. It's true, but it's still, you're an individual, and the Brewing Network is an entity, so So, I personally can't do it. But if they email me. If they email Doc, then maybe he could send you, if if he felt so inclined, the tequila ad. It could be, because I'm I'm not associated with a BN... When I'm not here, right? That's true. But I will say that they're also—they're actually—they're uh, not too difficult to find if you have the names. Yeah, you gotta have the right name. So maybe what I can do is do a posting of the proper names of the different things that we play, and then you can go find them. Well, like the God song was uh, sent to me in an email, and the it's, title is God Will, but that's not what it is. It's, it's not the, the actual. It's song. the hand of the Almighty, right? So there you go. So that's the hand of the Almighty. Go ahead, JP. What the hell kind of logic was that that Doc just tried to put together? Well, what was that? About was what? That about, about, about I'm not related to the being no, when I'm not here, so I can email it, but then if you play it when I'm here, then you can't do it, but if you can email me, then we can do it. <laughs> no, no, he said that. I said, you know, if you, if you email me directly... Yeah. As not part of the BN, I'm not advertising it anyway. I'm not giving it out as an official. Although I will say this, Doc, they I'm still for, could forward, give, they I, still could give you a cease and desist. Look, they could privately, and I'll cease, and you'll cease and desist. But you know, I'm just passing on an email that my friend passed to me. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Is that good enough for you, JP? Well, Can, yes. leave the guy alone. I, right? I didn't pull it off a website. Friend of, friend of mine sent, sent it to you. Me. That's true. It's peer to peer, peer to peer network. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay, good. All right, so, so they that's, find it down the chain. Go ahead. So if you are looking for songs and you email me, I cannot send them to you, but I think we'll do a proper name post on the forum. That'll help a lot, because you can find it out there. 
He goes on to say, I heard the latest Sunday show earlier in the week. He says, I'm gutted about Daniela going. I can't imagine how depressing that must be for you personally. You have my commiserations. She will be missed by us all. She really adds something to the show, especially bringing in a European perspective, which helps internationalize the show a great deal, I think. I think these are important credentials for the person who takes over her role. I don't want to use the word replace, as I think she's irreplaceable. Good luck and chin up, old boy. Stiff upper lip and all that English stuff we're supposed to say over here. Cheers for Mark. Uh, yeah, you know, I too want to find a uh, you know good looking foreigner with an in, uh, you know international perspective and large breasts to yes. fill the uh, chat room uh, seat. But I don't, you know, look at I don't know if if it's going to happen here and. Pacheco's a little short on uh, you know foreign beauties, so we're gonna do our best. Unless you want Hispanic, (laughs) that's a good point. I will try uh, to find a female for us uh, because I think that having a female perspective on the show actually really adds to take away a female for me. (laughs) Find one for for Doc. I mean, you're gonna notice a lot more burping and farting on today's show, for example, with JP working the chat room than you would if we had a female over there. So I I will be working on that and. uh, Give us some time. I should hope so. We're going to find some things uh, to, to, to try to compensate. We should go on Craigslist because they have a lot of those, Hello, my name is Victoria and I am from Russia. <laughs> I am looking for a very nice husband to uh, cook for and much sex. Thank how you. How about we'll trade for beer? Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. All right, last piece. You can of, post uh, on Craigslist. See what we get. I've been thinking about. I want to do the Craigslist thing. Uh, I want to do the intern type of thing. I want. I Whoa, want somebody do who's the gonna, intern thing because I want someone who's going to take it seriously. Here's the thing. I know a couple of people who I could sit in that That's chair. Got some evil connotations to that. I got to like give them cigars and stuff, darn. Uh, <laughs> I, the, the the problem with people that I know is that I know they'll do a good job for the times that they show up. But I have a, you know, doing it day, you know, Sunday in and Sunday out, people are going to, if, if they feel very casual about the job, they're going to stop showing up. I mean, that was one thing about Daniela. She couldn't not show up. <laughs> yeah. You know? uh, so this is what I like about the Craigslist internship method because it's a person that has to take it seriously. I have to tell them, you know, this is a job. You know that you don't get paid for, but uh, you do we get, have to pay them? But you get radio experience. I mean, you're working with a professional here. <laughs> Where? There Doc. you go. You can put us on the, the resume. <laughs> yeah, it'll get you in anywhere. That's right. Uh, so we got a lot of people to back you up too. That's right. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Everybody, hang in there. Last piece of email for the day. He said, "Peace." I heard a rumor that you're now so celibate that you might as well become a Trappist monk, so you can finally brew good beer and hang out with guys that are in a similar sexual situation. <laughs> Is how it starts. Did I mention I got a really ni- a lot of really nice and uh, consoling emails this week? Did I detect several periods of dead air toward the end of last week's session? It was almost as if you were choking back a couple of tears. He says, "Well, I just wanted to assure you that real men do cry, mainly because we've discovered that tears are a real babe magnet. It lets uh, it let loose with a couple of good sobs, and the next thing you know, the honeys want to hug and cuddle you and kiss it and make it all better. So ball away, my brother, and before long, you'll be balling away." Oh, that's <laughs> what he wow. says. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who is that? Uh, he didn't. It was anonymous. I don't know. But uh, that anon guy's a trip, yeah. man. Some people don't like to sign their names on their feedback. Uh, yeah, there was probably a couple tears in last week's show. It was a sad ending. You know, Definitely. Except for Doc. He didn't. He, he, 
you're dead to you're me. You're dead to me. <laughs> so he, hey, I was on my way to Tahoe. I had other things to think about. Yeah, that's true. How was your Tahoe week? Uh, you know, I'm just now getting my personality back. Really? You got it's, hammered for a oh, couple days? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, you know, five in the morning stuff, Drink, keep drinking. Yeah. And just... I met up with friends I hadn't seen in quite a while. Okay. And the snow was crappy, so we didn't really want to get up. Yeah, makes sense. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, I'm going to do a little bit of news for you in place of Daniela's World Vigorously. I found a really cool story that we're going to cover briefly, and then we're going to start a discussion, which is about uh, homebrew clubs and how to set them up and how to run them and the, and the whole thing, and Dr. Scott's going to help us out with that. 888-401-BEERS, our phone number. JP's work in the chat room tonight, so you can ask your questions in there. They'll be sure to get to me, and you can Skype us at Brewing Network. Hang in there. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network.
can pour it out of your own kegerator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And, and it's stuff. just hot. It is? It's so super hot. <laughs> <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Welcome back, everybody, to the Brewing Network's Sunday session. Today's show is all about uh, clubs and how to start your own homebrew club and maintain it and do the whole thing that you got to do. A uh, question that came through already, and JP's doing a fine job in the chat room already. Is, I had mentioned that you have to update your podcast feed, and he wanted to know if you have to do that for all of the shows. And no, you don't. The Jameel show is still the same one. His uh, feed is working fine. But you do need to update your feed for the Sunday show if you have haven't already and also uh and 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 i try not to do this very often uh promote lunch meat that is uh lunch meat now has its own uh, podcast feed and if you go to the lunch meat page uh within our archive section you can uh you can subscribe to that too and it has every single episode now the cool thing about our new sunday show feed too is that it didn't have all of the shows. I didn't start doing it until uh, 2006, but the new feed uh, has uh, right from the very first show all the way through. So every single show we've ever done, Doc, is now in our new podcast feed, and you want to check it out. Uh, I guess some people have said that Skype doesn't seem to be working. Uh, It keeps turning... It's on... It keeps turning itself off. If Bub is in the chat room or somebody, give me a Skype call real quick. We'll go ahead and do a test, see if we can get it to work. It appears to be on and working to me right now, although it does keep, like I said, turning itself off. Um, And I don't really know what that's all about, but uh, give me a call and and we'll test it. It's a little early for Bub. Yeah, it is a little early. Now, actually, Bub usually calls in in the first segment. He's probably still depressed, though. Hey, a bit of a news story. I found a cool thing, and the reason I think it's cool is I'm really bummed that I didn't think of it first, and my Skype just turned off. I think what happens is it must be as soon as somebody tries to call me, it's turning off. What the fuck is it that I can't get this thing working right? I didn't change anything. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat up JP tonight. Just to <laughs> just to hell it. me. I got to take it out on somebody, right? Not around the face because I have a photo shoot tomorrow. Yeah, I see what's Hit happening. Him in the man boobs. As soon as somebody tries to call me, my Skype is turning off. It's time for a new computer. I've been looking. My computer's been acting up for a while. Just kind of turns off randomly and does weird shit. But they're expensive, man. Yep. Like I can't just buy some cheapy. I know what you guys are going to say. Oh, there's a lot of cheap computers out there. I don't. I, you I don't need want a, one. No, you want I need a powerful one because of all the audio that I do on here. And I'm looking at like. Twelve hundred bucks for a computer, man. Oh, I thought you were talking about expensive. That's not expensive. Twelve hundred bucks is like a life. That's like a year salary for me. Right <laughs> <there>. <laughs> it's a lot of fried onion rings, man. Yeah, and I want to keep putting things on the old BN credit card, you know, because before you know it, you're like thirty thousand dollars into that thing, and you have to pay for it. You, yeah, you still. Yeah. Well, I mean, technically, <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to take the call directly okay. this time. Caller, you're on the session. What's happening? Hey, what's up, man? Who are we talking to? Coast Guard. 
Who is it? Buzzcut. Oh, Buzzcut. Buzzcut. Hey, Buzz, what's happening, man? Nothing. <laughs> gacked to hell. What? He said the Skype is gacked to hell. I guess oh. it's doing a lot of coke or something. Yeah. Is that what that means? No. Yeah, I don't know. You sound gacked to hell, whatever that means. Uh, hey, I'm... Yeah, I don't know what's wrong. It was. It's been working fine all week. In fact, I've been uh, talking to Daniela via Skype because you know I ain't paying that phone bill. Yeah, and uh, but it, then all of a sudden today, like an hour before the show, it just started turning itself off. I don't man. know, man. Wharton in just saying you have a virus. Then if it's turning itself off, oh, don't even say that. I don't know. I'll figure it out, man. All right, thanks, Buzz. Hey, later. All right, brother. At least we know officially that it's not working. What the fuck? It's like three weeks without Skype. All right. I wanted to cover uh, this news story real quick because I thought it was a cool thing and I'm bummed that I didn't uh, come up with the idea first. But you know, it's March Madness, and uh, it's real fun to get the brackets out and, and uh, kind of guess who's going to make it. I don't think... Did our team, Chad, did we... No, uh, UConn didn't make it into the brackets, and that really bums me out. Shit. We kind of bit it all year long, which is the first year in a long time that we've been so bad. Great team we've got, a lot of talent they just couldn't pull together. Anyway, uh, the deal is, uh, you know, March Madness comes around, you get the brackets out. It's a lot of fun to, like, choose, you know, who's going to make it and who's going to go. Well, the Washington Post did a really cool thing where they did a bracketology for, uh, for beer. And what? Yeah, they they made a they it's basically it's a blind tasting and they put it into into brackets uh just like you'll find your NCAA March Madness brackets. Is that basketball? It's yes, that's basketball. Okay. And it's uh I'm telling you, it's really a cool thing and let me read to you uh let me read it to you. Caller, hang on there, I see you on the phone line, just give me a sec. You can go to WashingtonPost.com um, and, and find it that way. Uh, just do kind of a search for Beer Madness, or you can do a Google search for Beer Madness, and you'll find what I'm looking for. The brackets are right there. Uh, in the spirit of single elimination madness, we decided to put 32 American beers to a blind taste test in our very own first annual Beer Madness Tournament. Yeah, it's a bit of a stretch, but we... Uh, We'll use any hook for a good beer story. So he says, A few weeks ago, on a cold winter night, five intrepid panelists with beer-tasting credentials ranging from self-described snob to Joe Sixpack gathered at the Brick Skeller, the high church for Washington beer lovers, and quaffed their way sip by sip to a champion. Uh, he says, let's be clear, this was hardly a scientific test. On any other night, the results may have been different, but then that's the beauty of a knockout tournament, isn't it? He said, we tried to select a range of beers. Nineteen different states are represented, with the qualifier that they be relatively easy to buy in our region. All the beers are of moderate alcohol content. We don't sample, we didn't sample any high-octane styles, uh, such as Imperial Stouts, India Pale Ales, Malt Liquors, or barley wines. Those were all excluded. Uh, they toyed with the idea of including 64 beers to parallel the NCAA tournament, but he says, I didn't want to have to pour our panelists into cabs for the ride home. So the result, uh, 32 beers of varying pedigree and style. The seating was random, 
beer names drawn from a mug. For every matchup on the bracket, each of the five tasters was given two small, unmarked cups of beer and asked to vote for his or her favorite. The responses were tallied, and the winning beer then advanced to the next round. This week, they unveiled uh, the beers that the panelists voted through the round of 16. Next week, they will reveal the final eight. On March 25th, they'll narrow it down to the final four. And on April 1st, uh, they will let you know the two finalists and which one emerged as the champion. Doc, I think we ought to do this next I'm year. I'm thinking the same thing. Isn't that a really great idea? Oh, yeah. It's such a fantastic idea. It's just a uh, it, two different styles could be paired together. It's entirely blind tasting, and it's all just done by bracket. You have two beers. Just two beers in each round. That's a yay or nay. You pick your favorite to advance to the next round. You tally all the votes. And I think we could really do it uh, to where we let the listeners do it at home, too, uh, somehow. We'll have to really kind of figure it out. Um, I think it's just an awesome idea to do a little bit of bracketology for for beer. See what comes out. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we'll find out. They did all of their tasting in one day, they sat down and did all the things, with their, but they're just going to reveal uh, the winners, you know, uh, week by week. I think we could do ours weekly instead of doing all, you know, um, thirty-two in one day. We we could probably stretch it out just yes. like they do the tournament. Exactly. So, what a cool idea, though! I thought it was great. So, oh well, yeah, uh, go to the Washington Post or Google. Um, you got you want you want some of the uh, uh, some of the beers that are there. I'll let, I'll let you guys know. Yeah, I was wondering if you're going to do that. Yeah, let me name a couple of them. Right here, uh, Magic Hat number nine oh, was good. in. That's a good one. Uh, let's see. What else do we got here? They put some regulars in there, too. You got your Pabst in there. You got Pabst your Blue Ribbon. You got your Red Hook ESB. Yingling, traditional lager. Sam Adams Boston lager. Coors Original. I don't like that they put Rolling Rock in there. Why? Rolling Rock's real bad. Well, they have to be able to get it, too, in, in the region. Yeah, that's true. And it sells enough, so... They put in Rogue, Dead Guy Ale. There you go. Allagash White. Dominion Ale from Old Dominion. A lot of good ones. A lot of really good ones. Victory Lager from Victory Brewing Company in... Pennsylvania. Uh, Bell's Pale Ale. That's a good one to put in there from Bell's Brewery out of Michigan. And uh, Widmer Hefeweizen. So really a lot of beers in there. Uh, how, you guys want to know how the first bracket uh, went? Sure. Yeah, how'd okay. it go? All right. In the, uh, in, there's, there was four brackets to start with. The first one was Pete's Wicked up against Shoals Pale Ale. Pete's Wicked won. Yeah. Also... Paps Blue Ribbon went up against Red Hook ESB. Yeah. Red Hook won. Oh, dude. Owned by Anheuser-Busch. So now in the next bracket, it's Sell Pete's out. Wicked against Red Hook ESB. I got some inside information for you. <laughs> Get your bets down. Yeah. Is the brew at Red Hook out with a bad knee or something? No. Uh, Pete, the founder of yeah. Pete's Wicked. Yeah, you yeah. met him, right? Met him. <laughs> <laughs> it was an interesting meeting, Doc. I have a... Uh, I've since made up for my uh, rudeness. Have we told that story? I, I think I may have. Uh, so Pete classic. Schlossberg, he's the founder of Pete's Wicked Ales, and uh, he knows Sean O'Sullivan. I went to uh, some tasting at the 21st Amendment, and um, Sean went up to Pete and said, hey, go meet Justin over there. He does a beer show, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, we were all kind of sitting together. Yeah, me, Doc, Daniela. I think JP was there. Uh 
So Pete comes up, and I don't know who Pete is. And he comes up, and he doesn't really introduce... Oh, he, no, he does. No, he says, I'm Pete. So, uh, here, you got a radio show. Yeah. And we're, yeah. And uh, we're talking to him a little bit, and Justin's been a little cold, <laughs> to <laughs> say the least. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 whatever, you know. Whatever. Yeah. And uh, he said, okay, and he walks away. Well, wait, he before talk- he walked away, I ended up saying, because he wanted to know what the show is about. He just was there... Because Sean told him to introduce himself right. to me, and and I did do that. I was a little cold, and I was like, "Yeah, I have a beer show." I wasn't cold, like as in I don't want to talk to you, but I just I didn't know why he was asking. And right. I, and and he, and I and he said, "I is you know," he said something like, "Is it a good show?" And I said, "Well, you know, if you're into beer and you like beer, it's a good show. So if you are, you know, you should go ahead and listen." And, and then he, he just he walks away, and I, I look at him, I look at Justin, I go, "I, dude." Do you know who that was? <laughs> and it turns out to be Pete Schlossberg from Pete's Wicked Hills. I felt like a douchebag. Yeah, we should. I He's just like... said to Pete from Pete's Wicked, well, if you're into beer, you should listen. <laughs> if not, don't bother. <laughs> what an ass. <laughs> well, luckily, Pete got over it. He's going to be on our show first weekend in April. Oh, wow. Yeah, so uh, excited about That'll that. That'll be a good one. First Sunday in April, Pete Schlossberg from Pete's Wicked Ale. And he's really, I mean, this is one of the founders of the craft beer industry. You want to talk about Ken Grossman yeah. out here on the West? Well, yep. well, Pete was uh, the other guy, you know, and uh, still a big company. He's not involved in the company anymore, but we'll find out all about them. Anyway, so Pete's Wicked is now up against Red Hook in the next bracket. And the other one, Yingling, went up against Shinerbach. Mm-hmm. Shiner block, Shinerbach won. Oh, I hate that beer. Ellie's Brown Ale, which I think is um, uh, it's a De- it's a Denver brewery. It's a, we'll it's pull it up on the brewery. little right there. It'll tell you. Let me find Ellie's. Ellie's Brown Ale yeah, from Boulder, actually. So I guess it's from from Avery. That's what it was. Yeah, Ellie's Avery, from yeah. Avery. Good beer. Um, now, now I got to get back to where I was. Ah, oh, son of a goat. Ellie's won, I think. Yeah. So now Ellie's brown ale goes up against Shinerbrock. Uh, next bracket: Coors Original against Brooklyn Lager. Who do you think won, Doc? Coors Original. No, Brooklyn Lager. Oh. Brooklyn Lager took it. I'm happy about that. Sam Adams, uh, Boston Lager against Balto Marzon. You know this one, Barrington. Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> it's not Marzon. Marzon. It's not. It's uh, no. It's spelled Balto M A R Z H O N. It's from Clipper City Brewing Company. In That's Baltimore. a different way to spell Marzon. Oh, okay. The umlauts kind of tell you. Sam Adams won it, so now that's up against Brooklyn Lager. And the next one, Victory Lager against Budweiser. JP, who do you think uh, went forward? Versus Budweiser? I think Budweiser went forward. Budweiser went forward. Yeah. In fact, the way the authors described it, it was an upset. Uh, really? Yeah, they, they went for it. Uh, Purple Haze. Who makes Purple Haze? Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> right. Uh, 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 Hoppy Town, isn't that what it is? Abita Brewing Company. Oh, it was close. In Abita Springs, Louisiana. And uh, the beer that won? Rolling Rock. See? That's a shame. Wow. On the other side of the bracket, Saranac Pale Ale against Miller High Life. Saranac made it. Blue Moon against Sierra Nevada. Sierra Nevada made it, which means in the next that, round. That was a weird pair. Yeah, how do you do Blue that Moon one? Against, yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. They just did it randomly. They, this, this, they seeded it by just drawing names out of a hat. I should have done mm-hmm. that. Because, yeah. 
see the bracket. Well, but Should however you look at style. it, you're going to end up with, with different beers against each other as the bracket goes forward. So it sure, really, but you don't want to blow them out in yeah. the first round. Yeah, but that's also the principle of March Madness. I mean, it's really following the exact same thing you do. they do in the NCAA. You end up with the number one seed against the number 12 seed in the first so that it the, the chances are more likely that the number one seed advances. They want the best teams in the finals. And it, it's really kind of a, a... It kind of really follows along the way they do it in the NCAA. That's what I like about it. I really like that it's not done uh, based off the BJCP. It's not really a beer thing. It's just taking good beer and... Uh, well, not in every case, good beer. <laughs> <laughs> but, taking beer. But putting, the, putting them together in a March Madness kind of way because everybody knows the beauty of March Madness is that anything could happen. Any team could face anybody. Anything could happen. That's what I really like about that. Uh, let's see. What else we got here? Let me finish it up real quick. Dogfish Head went up against Bell's Pale Ale. That's a good pairing right there. They don't say which Dogfish Head it was. Uh, but Dogfish Head made it. Uh, they beat out Bell's Pale Ale. Dead Guy Ale against In Heat Wheat. I got to go Dead, Dead guy. guy. Dead Guy made it. Of Who course. makes In Heat Wheat? Flying Dog. Yeah. Dead Guy's the best beer that you've named so far, by Is the way. Is that right? Uh, yeah, Dead Guy Ale made it uh, to the next round. Is there betting going on in this? We should bet. We, we could should have bet. a pool. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. I'd hit Dead Guy for the win. Widmer Hef against Ankersteam. Ankersteam. Yeah, that's who won it. Dominion yeah. Ale against Killian's Irish Red. Killian's. Dominion made Ooh. it. Yeah. Maybe I don't want to bet. So now Ankersteam and Dominion <laughs> have to go up against each other in the next round. Uh, and when are we going to find out what the next bracket? March 18th. Is the second round. Um, Rudrick's Red Seal. So not your regular Red Seal, a different one. Rudrick's Red Seal against Boont Amber. The Red Seal made it past. And New Grist Good. against wow. Allagash White. Which one was the first one? New Grist. Okay. Let me see who that's made by. New Grist is Lakefront Brewery in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. yeah. What kind of beer is it? Uh, it's a pale. It says it's a pale. Oh, here we go. Let's see. This pale, fruity sorghum and rice brew was one of the first attempts at a gluten-free beer for people with celiac disease. So yeah, that's interesting. Put that. But the Allagash beat. So now uh, the Allagash should have gone up against the, the Blue Moon. Yeah, I agree with that. But see, eventually it's going to have to go after a, a different style anyway. So. Now we got to wait till March 18th. Those are the brackets. Like I said, just do a search for Beer Madness, and it was in the uh, the Washington Post. So, really, just an awesome idea. I love it. We need to do that here. Yeah, I think it's just a oh yeah a cool, cool idea. Wow, I thought I was going to do that story really quick, but then I just realized how interesting all those beers were. Check it out, At least everybody. To you. Yeah, I was. I was very. Inter- <laughs> which is really why I do this show is just to keep myself entertained. And uh, as long as that happened, all right. So now we got to take another break. Or do you want to start the topic and take? Let's start, I guess. And well, yeah. And we'll start okay. the topic a little bit uh, later. Or, or start. Or take a break a little bit later. I mean, rather. Right, we'll start the topic and at least like you know, pounce into whatever we're going to talk about. Okay. Pounce. 888-401-BEER is our phone number. Uh, I do apologize. Once again, Skype's not working. Uh, it had been working up until an hour before the show. and Sure. I think there's a little troll in my computer. doesn't like me very much. Yeah, it's called me. I came in. Dick with things. Yeah, JP got here and it stopped working. Our topic today is homebrew clubs with Dr. Scott, and he is the president of Doe's. 888-401-BEER is our number, or you could uh, send JP questions in the chat room. Yep. And uh, he's is, is sending them uh, along over to me. Uh, to me. And 
His writing is, is better than Daniela's already, so that's good. He's a lot uglier. It's not saying much. But though. at least I can read his writing. That's true. Okay. And also, some of you had posted questions already in the forum, and I encourage everybody to go ahead and do that whenever we post a Sunday show topic, because I'll take them, and we'll be doing those a little bit later in the show also. All right. Um, Doc, we got to start this thing with, I think, uh, an important question is really what the purpose of a, of a homebrew club is. And I think that there's some obvious things. Yeah. It's to hang out and, and have some beer with, with, with like-minded people. Well, I think it goes along the same lines as the BN. Uh, a lot of people are brewed by themselves for so long, and they never had any exposure to anybody else except for their neighbors that drank their beer. Yeah. Uh, but having uh, you know, some other beer geeks to bounce things off of, uh, maybe to try a new kind of recipe, something like that, to basically make your brewings better on the way up. And that really is kind of the key, you mm-hmm. know, is, is that not only do you get to have fun, but I, I think that the ultimate goal, if it were me, uh, should be to make your beer better. Yes. Yeah. And is that was that the goal, you know, with those two? Yeah, we wanted to make something. We, we kind of had a club that started when I started in, must have been 96. 796 uh it was very here and there oh, we had oh are we having a meeting tonight i guess yeah. we got eight people here let's have a meeting uh and before that i was in a beer club so i thought and it turned out it was just basically pizza and beer night people talking you know intermingling about personal stuff and a couple of people actually brought home brew that wasn't what i wanted right so brew clubs can be, and they were all happy. Yeah, and that's important. Uh, they were all happy being, you know, their little family and uh, talking a little bit about homebrew, and uh, but basically just getting together, and that's fine. Uh, if that's what you want, or maybe a good place to start. Yeah, uh, you can have a formal club, a very informal club. Yeah, it can go from anywhere from people just meeting twice a year. I've heard of that, uh, like something in the summertime, maybe a, a picnic. Everybody brings their homebrew. Yeah, and then once in the winter time, all the way up to you know static meetings, certain time uh, with a set agenda. That's us, right? And you, you bring to it what you get out of it. So, well, now that's what I, I, I think is is just a, a great start for everybody. Is that if you're if you are thinking about starting a homebrew club, and and especially, you know, I saw a lot of comments about folks who are like, well, I'm kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Exactly. I don't have a homebrew shop. Uh, well, you're more to me a, a prime candidate to have exactly, a homebrew club because yes. yeah. you need to communicate with with other homebrewers. But what I what I want to say is, is based off of what Doc was just describing and all the different kind of clubs you could have. I think it's important to sit down before you do it and decide what kind of club you have. Because if you do just want to have pizza and beer night, that's fine and that can be your club. But you need to decide that up front. You know, as opposed to deciding that we want to have you know discussion and lecture. Every time we have a meeting so that we can improve our beer, you need to decide that up front because it's going to change the way that you organize everything. You know, So sit down and decide. When you think about a homebrew club, think about what you want to get out of it. You know, Do you, do you want to just be together and, and kind of casually talk about homebrewing? Or do you want to really make it structured and bring in maybe outsiders to help you learn? And You can start it uh, very casual and then morph into something more structured. If you're out in the middle of nowhere... If you know two or three or four other home brewers, you can start a club. You can easily meet at somebody's house. You can have big brews where you all get together, have a you know picnic and brew at the same time. Yeah, these are all part of being a homebrew club. Right. Uh, you can think of your own silly name. 
Like all those. these, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's burp, fun. Burp, z- doze, suds, all yeah. these kind of things. Uh, Decock. Yeah. <laughs> Shun. Chad. Yes. So uh, you can you can go with that and just start out that way, and you, you'll probably get more members as you go. If you only have ten members, that works out fine too. When you took on Doze, how many members were in your club? Because you didn't start the club. No, I got there, and there's. <laughs> We'd have eight at a meeting, maybe really? maybe ten at a meeting if we were if we were lucky. Okay, but it's very unstructured. We all kind of show up and mill around and drink some beer and oh, we're having a meeting tonight. Yeah, yeah. I guess we <laughs> should start. Okay, so you kind of took it from there, and and now you have several. Yeah, uh, me and another uh, member, Bob. We decided, you know, if they're having open uh, elections. Yeah, and we decided, well, you know, nobody wants to volunteer to be president, vice president, kind of stuff, and we we talked amongst ourselves yeah and we thought you know let's take this up and if we're going to do this let's do it right okay and get some organization in here okay so we did that and just slowly got more things going on okay and we'll talk more about that organization mm-hmm. i've got that in the outline too i want to make sure we we cover how, how you organize one but not not quite yet um I do want to know, uh, because we're talking about the purposes and the benefits of a homebrew club. So without before we get into all the different things your club does, I just like kind of generally, if, if you were to think about it, what do you really like about your homebrew club? What do you get out of it? The camaraderie is great. Uh, you get to know a lot of other people that you wouldn't normally run into on the street or hang out with. Okay. So you have something in common with them for that. Another thing is just the, the knowledge base that you have in that room at that time. You, you're thinking about brewing an alt. Yeah. There's going to be at least one other person that brewed an alt, maybe two. Yeah. And they'll tell you their ins and outs. Do this, don't do that. Oh, mine came out crappy. And the next time I brewed it, I did this and this, and it came out great. They'll give you the recipe. Yeah. Uh, I was at a meeting well, a couple months ago, and I was getting into that you know pale lager, stout, kind of rut kind of thing, and I didn't know what I wanted to brew, and I'm not a real hoppy drinker. Okay. So I didn't want to brew you know, an imperial IPA like everybody's doing. Someone handed me the, a brown ale. It was roasty, but light and clean. Oh, that saved me. Yeah. Because I almost didn't want to brew. I wanted something different, and someone hand, I didn't even think of that. Someone hands me one of them. It was awesome. Okay. And that just lit a fire under me. So new ideas like oh, that. Oh, awesomely. Yeah. New ideas. We have gadget night. People bring in all their little gadgets that they... Uh, have invented that makes their brewing easier and everybody will take it and they'll bastardize that to the point where they'll make it a little bit better brewing people are so inventive it's great and so i get things some some inventions that i wouldn't have even thought of yeah okay so, so just it's, the it's creative mind creative together. mind the yeah. knowledge base just all that kind of stuff in the room yeah it's great even if you have like 10 people yeah you can glean something off of somebody right so that's really kind of a, a just an, a, an excellent you know reason, uh, and the same reason like you know I think a lot of ways we're going to parallel the brewing network to the to this club discussion because for a lot of people the brewing network is your club and and that's fine. In fact, I we're supposed to be an official uh, homebrew club. I did uh, submit whatever I had to submit to the uh, to the AHA, uh, but it, uh, I think there was some database problem. A listener actually just sent me uh, some contact info. I got to call somebody. And anyway, my my point is. Uh, you know, if if the things that you glean out of out of being part of the brewing network community are this camaraderie and the new ideas and the stuff that you hadn't thought of, uh, that's perfect, and 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 that's I think 
the best thing about clubs, you know, and and why I wanted to ask Doc what you what you got out of yours. I'm happy to to find that it's the same thing. Um, it's like collaborating on anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, as soon as you think that you know everything, you, you, it's great to well, find out like, that you don't. It's almost <laughs> you like you, you've tasted your own beers and, yeah. and you're trying to tweak this thing up so you can put it in competition. Yeah, and your palate's dead. Yeah. You bring it to the meeting. You have a couple of people taste it. Sometimes, you know, we'll have some awesome, actually, certified beer judges. A lot of them at the meeting, and they'll just, yeah, go up to them. What do you think about this, or what style you think this should be put in? Yeah, and they'll tell you, you know, it's not dry enough for that. So next time you get to dry it out, you don't have to wait for your your contact sheets to come back. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Okay. I want to talk to you more about that a little later when we start talking about club competitions, too. Okay. Because I found that out by going to a to a Doe's meeting is that uh, you guys will set up these beers, you know. And we've talked about that. A lot of people have asked us questions here on the show. I've got this beer. I, I do want to know what category to put it in. And it's great to be able to put it in front of people who have com- uh, competed before, let them taste it, and let them tell you what category it should go in. Mm-hmm. Like uh, with, with your club, Jamil will show up. He's a Doe's member as right. well as... As a uh, a quaff member, and but he'll come to the Doze meeting sometimes, and uh, he'll he has just great ideas about what category you should put a beer in. Right, he's given me several ideas. Yeah, so that's cool. We'll talk about that a little more when we get into club competitions, which is a fun thing you can do. A uh, question that came through from the chat room: Are there any legal considerations into starting a club? The one thing you have to be careful of is uh, your members getting too hammered. Yeah, and then. Driving away because you're gonna get some people that just there to drink. Yeah, most people aren't. I'll guarantee you that that most people aren't there just to you know get the homebrew and get hammered. Yeah. and go home. Mostly yeah. they they bring their own homebrew. They want feedback. It's all kind of it's a beer sampling club, beer tasting club. It's not a drinking club. Right. So you're gonna get one or two people. Someone brings a friend that gets too hammered or whatever. So you have to have uh, some fallback on. Uh, the legal ramifications so that the club officers don't get hammered or the place that you have your meeting gets hammered. And I think that that is the particular point is where you end up having your meetings. And, and uh, you know, and I want to talk about that, too. I've got ideas about, on that. We've had them several choosing places. A place. right. But, for example, you know, if you have it out of your home, well, that's one thing. Uh, of course, you, you, you could still have legal ramifications of people leaving your house drunk, so you're going to want to moderate that. But even more so, if you have it at an establishment, if you have it at your local brewery, if you have it at your local homebrew shop, or like Joe's does, at a restaurant, whatever, well, now that restaurant becomes liable for the people that are leaving the restaurant. And this is just common sense drinking stuff, guys. Like, you should know this in, in, in a club. You know, uh, of course, there's always the douchebag who shows up. Uh, it gets hammered. Of course, that's usually me. But uh, the, but I don't leave in my own car then. No. And you, you got to have people that know better. And it's important to uh, to let your members know. Um, but that's really the only legal ramification. Then there's if there's there isn't there's no problem with assembling and gathering with with free beer, is there? There's issues with uh, where you're going to have your meeting. If you, I don't know if you want to talk about that yet. Yeah, we could do it. Yeah, okay. Why not? Um, we were getting too big for where we were. And we were looking for an, an off-site place to, you know, a meeting hall, yeah. basically. Yeah. And a lot of them either going to be too expensive or they, as soon as they find out, oh, you're going to be drinking beer, they wanted us to buy this big, expensive insurance policy. Okay. And 
that became the limiting factor on a lot of that. Uh, we've had a couple off-site meetings. Yeah. We usually do that uh, a couple times in the summer when it's really hot. You have somebody's house uh, or at a restaurant. Maybe now that Danielle is gone, we should just have it here at the Rat Pad all the time. There all you right. go. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Rat Pad, too. <laughs> now it's the Rat Pad. We can, we can let it out. Yeah. Uh, but uh, with um, being at a restaurant, it's kind of tough to run a meeting. If you got a few people, it's not too bad. But when you're trying to actually run a meeting, it's loud in there. Uh, they don't really like you bringing in your own beer because you know it's taken away from their till. Sure. Uh, so that that's a bit of an issue. Okay. Uh, not just the legal parts of it. What about community centers? You know, uh, same thing with the insurance kind of gig. That's okay. what that's what was tripping us up. Okay. All right, so it's it is kind of a, an issue depending on the size of your club. Then is right. finding a good place. Uh, local homebrew shops seem to be a, a good place to do it. B three has been great to you guys, yep. but that's the place you almost outgrew too. As you get larger, if their showroom isn't you know the, too right, big. we've been through three showrooms, and we yeah. then we were in the back on the, in the racks there for yeah. a while, and then they've remodeled, so now we're in the big brand new uh, awesome showroom the new, and, in, and the learning, in the learning center. Yeah. So that's cool that they were able to to accommodate you that way. I think that that's a that's a great first suggestion if you do have a local uh, homebrew shop is uh, you should and, and we can talk about ways that you've done this. Get the homebrew shop involved and and one way to get them involved is to make that the meeting point too. They be- obviously if they don't realize that they benefit, well, out, they of benefit a, <laughs> out of a homebrew club then there's something going on there in their business brain that's not right. Uh, they benefit so much by by a club because it recruits people uh, people and, and and generates interest and motivation and We have our big brews there whenever we can. Uh, someone forgets something they can go right in the shop and get it. Right. People come by they see us brewing. Oh, this is a bigger hobby than I thought it was. Yeah. And they're over asking us questions. Yeah. They go in and buy more equipment. So it's all good all the way around. So I say that's A number one for location. Uh, yes, I do. I guess A number two, then, it, again, depending on the size, might have to be, you know, maybe a rotating household. Yes. You know, if you guys do it somewhere. If you've got a smaller number of people, say 12 or less, yeah. you're probably fine at a house. Yeah. And then if you've got more and you don't have a homebrew shop, well, then you run into the difficulties Doc's talking about with, with the uh, commercial establishments worried about sort of the, the licensing and the insurance. But it doesn't mean you shouldn't ask. And it doesn't mean, you you know, your local craft brewer might be really excited, too, to, to have uh, some homebrew enthusiasts around. Yeah, I know, I know Sierra Nevada hosts one. They do? Okay. Yeah. Oh, great. So See, that's a big place. Yeah. And they're, yeah. if anyone's worried about insurance, it should be them. That's a real big place, so... They got plenty well, of insurance. Yeah. Actually, on on the line of insurance, we uh, we just had to draw up a document and have all the dozers sign it. I did see that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you guys sent out a thing after uh, like ten years. Yeah, it's a liability thing that if sure. if, if the dozers are in there having their meeting, that w- whatever happens, falls, they're responsible, or they drive away and hit someone or whatever. We didn't do it. Yeah. No, exactly. It's after hours, and it's not your problem. Not I don't know how much that would hold up, but at least it's a step in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. Depends on your state, kind of, right. kind of what's going on law-wise. So most of the legalities then just revolve around where you're having your meetings mm-hmm. is really what it is. So you're going to have to do some investigating about that, but those are a couple of ideas. Um, if you start out small, it's not usually an issue. Yeah. You know, I, I would even say, and I've never done this, but uh, in the summertime, in the summer months, if, if that's where you're going to start your club uh, too, which is, I think, a great time to do it, um, 
you know, a lot of local parks. Exactly, yeah. Right? You're allowed to bring beer to the park if it's not... Make it a picnic. Yeah. I mean, sometimes they don't want uh, obvious containers and stuff. You might have to bring plastic cups. Kegs. But, or kegs, that's fine. Exactly. Plastic cups and kegs. But I think that a park would be a great place to start. I know that uh, winter months it gets tough, but... Uh, We're on daylight savings now. Yeah, you got. it's the perfect time to start up and find a local park that's got a barbecue pit and, uh, and some picnic tables and you're in good shape. Sure, you can make it work. Yeah. Okay, so some good ideas there. We're going to take a, a, a quick break. Uh, when we come back, Doc, I want to talk about, um, you know, how do you begin forming the club? And people want to know how, how to recruit members okay. and h- how to get the buzz out there. Um, in your case that you started with, a when you took it over, you know, eight members showing up to what it is now, I think you've probably got some good tips about how to generate yeah. buzz and get people excited. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about all of that, and uh, we're just going to take a, a, re- a real quick break. i uh, going to play you some uh, Royal Deuces here at this break. At the last break, I wanted to mention, I uh, played you some Cold Hot Crash. The new album is out. It's fully mastered. It sounds great. You can go to coldhotcrash.com and buy the new album. You can have it uh, shipped to them. It's shipped to you if you want the hard copy, or you can download it as well. And it's awesome album. I'll be playing a little bit more out of it uh, a little bit later, so check that out. At this break, I'll be playing you the Royal Deuces. You can go to royaldeuces.com and... Check it out. It's the club show with Dr. Scott. Get your questions to us, 888-401-BEER, or join JP in the chat room. Hang in there. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Next to it, grab yourself a paper towel and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewing Network. Selling us hot nuts. 
nuts. Anybody here wanna buy my nuts? Silly nuts, hard nuts. I've got nuts for sale. One for five, two for ten. If you buy them, want you buy 'em again? Silly nuts, hard nuts. You buy 'em from the peanut man. Selling nuts, hard nuts. Anybody here wanna buy my nuts? Selling nuts, hard nuts. I've got nuts for sale. Your nuts is mighty fine, but I bet your nuts ain't as hard as mine. Selling nuts, all hot nuts. You buy 'em from the peanut man. Selling nuts, hot nuts. Anybody here wanna buy my nuts? Selling nuts, hot nuts. You buy 'em from the peanut man. They say your nuts is mighty small. Better have small nuts than none. In the chat, and my money maker, and he's working it all right. Join us in the chat if you want to ask any questions. Eight 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 four zero one beer is also our phone number. If you uh, need to do uh, any questions and you want to call in live and do it, you can do it that way. Doc, if that thing is uh, giving you trouble, you could take it off entirely. We'll do it again next break. Did it? Uh, you moved it on me. Sorry, we're having microphone issues. I was trying to fix something for Doc. Just take it off. We'll f- I'll do it at the next break. That work? I'll try that. All right. Well, move the microphone. Move good. the mic where you're comfortable. I don't want to have to sit like a freak. Go lay over here on the floor. Yeah, yeah. just well, leave it up. That'll we'll, work. I'll fix it later. All right. Uh, so uh, feel free to give us a call. That was the Royal Deuces at the break. Uh, of course, not singing Hot Nuts, but uh, the first song. <laughs> they should cover Dawn. Hot Nuts. They should. That'd be a good one. Uh, you can go to royaldeuces.com to check out that music. There's an album available. Uh, if you haven't seen the Doctoberfest video, they're the official soundtrack of It'll that. It'll make you cry. And we'll make you cry. And uh, they were on the show. Uh, with us then doing it so um, 
Hey, how about the age uh, range for for clubs, Doc? When we were talking about legal ramifications, can 18-year-olds be in the homebrew club? Because in California, at least, you're allowed to make beer at 18. You just can't drink it. I have no comment. <laughs> Not sure about that one? Um, we, I have a couple of father-son teams in there, and the mostly everybody's over 21. Okay. So it's not too much of an issue there. But why can you make it and not drink it? Yeah, uh, th- that's a good question. But there's all sorts of questions about that. You know, why can you go to war, but you can't have a beer? You know, uh, we've got such an age range, uh, 21, of course legal, up to, you know, 85 guys in there. Yeah, they've been brewing for... Who's 85 in your club? They don't come every time. Yeah, but yeah. there's some guys, yeah. huh? Man, they're pretty good brewers. No kidding. Hey, I hope so. They yeah. can't come all the time. What's that, JP? I said they're 85. That's why they don't show up all the time. Yeah, exactly. They got, it's hard to move. What, do they have old. dates and stuff? They got other <laughs> stuff to do? Uh, all right, it's our official club topic. We're here with Dr. Scott. Your questions have come through to me, so I'm going to be asking those. Uh, I think one of the main things that people want to know is how you get people involved in your club and how you recruit people. Uh, so maybe you are in a community where there's, where there's homebrewers around and, and you know of them, you know how to get them. But what if you don't know uh, how to get to the, the local homebrewers? How do you get people involved in your club? You know, I said before the break, great example is that you, when you took it on, we're getting like eight members showing up. Right. Now you got like 50 showing up. At least. Yeah. Is that just We have more on the books. That's just the people that show up. It's just people that show we up. We have, because people rotate in and out. Okay. So they, uh, they'll rotate in and out. Sometimes we'll have a, a ton of people in there, especially now that we're on daylight savings time. I'm going to get a lot more people in there. Okay. Uh, it gets hot out. People are looking for something to do because it's light out still. We like that. Um, getting people involved and getting new members is two different questions. Okay. Uh, getting new members, uh, just put the word out. If you, you know, community places like the church, the community center, uh, Craigslist, whatever you want to do. Okay. Uh, you know, get it out there. Tell them you're starting up a new homebrew in a certain place. E- e- internet, email. I've seen some of those. I'm starting up a new homebrew down in Dublin. They tell me that. There's a new one going down there now. You can go high tech and do like Yahoo groups, and right? Stuff. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, get get that going. So the other question was, how do you get people involved? Well, I get a lot of people in the club, but you have a core set of people. You're gonna when you get a big enough group, you're gonna have a core set of people that are gonna actually do the work. Okay. Uh, you get a lot of deer in the headlights. Yeah, kind of stuff. Uh, you can start picking people. Just okay, you're doing this, and you're doing that, and that, that helps. So you get people once they they do something. We have a lot of lectures. The short lectures, ten, five ten minutes, kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, tell us about a certain style. Tell us about a certain brewing technique. Get up there. Uh, one of the recent things that I just did. Uh, I want to have a new twist on something. Was uh, pick a chapter out of a cool new book and tell us about it. The Randy Mosher book. Yeah, uh, brew, Radical Brewing, uh, Brew Like a Monk, uh, the Sour Beer one. There's a lot of them out there. Just pick a chapter out of it and do a little book report on the chapter. Great idea. It'll, it'll get people moving. And people are like, oh, I don't want to do that. I don't know anything about it. Yeah. Well, you got a whole month to learn about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know anything about pale ales. And then, uh, so you can talk about pale ales. You're going to learn so much in a month. And it's going to be a five or ten minute talk. Yeah. And if if you got a bigger group, one of my key things is you need to have a handout, just an outline, like you give me here. We yeah. know what's coming up next. Yeah. Uh, it gets people's attention and and it comes through. 
that's kind of how to get people. I, I delegate a lot of stuff. I used to be able to handle everything myself, but there's so much now with such a big club, I can't. Well, and it seems like that's a better method anyway, because if you're talking about getting people involved and enthusiastic by giving duties to the to the members. Right. Well, yeah. we have, we have a committee system now where I have a you know for the NorCal and uh, where the NHC, we have a whole committee for that. We have a competition committee. Uh, we have an events committee. And a lot of it's the same people, but I can fall back on them to get things going. Okay. Uh, it really helps. Uh, it, it just helps moving things along. Yeah. So it's not any. It, the thing with uh, giving one person a job is a lot of burden. Yeah. And I've got a couple of people working on the website, things like that. Okay. Membership. So couple, really couple of bits. You spread it out a little bit. It's not so bad when you got a couple of people working on things like that. Okay. But when we first started out, being the president, vice president, just took over everything. You know, make sure the meetings on time, agendas, uh, talks were planned out. We also have a, a planning meeting in January. Okay. Usually the first weekend in January. Okay, hang on. You're getting a little ahead of me because I want to talk about how you organize this okay. whole thing, and 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 that's all. That's great information. I, I want to get to. Well, you got a call first if you if you want to take it, Doc. Beer man uh, is on the phone. Wants to talk to you. Beer man, what's happening, brother? Hey, what's going on? Hey, just doing the show. Uh, you got some questions for Doc? Yeah, I do. What can we do? Well, it's a real easy question. Doc's. Uh Always got great advice for everything he's ever done. Yeah, I want to know what his big screw up was. <laughs> In life it's or off topic, but I I know <laughs> that he's uh, always out there with this great advice and stuff. I want to know what the hell he screwed up. Now, do you just mean beer or like life? <laughs> Either. Okay. <laughs> I guess, Doc, you can... like beer. I know the man's got to screw the batch somewhere. I screw up a lot of things. That's why I can give you the good advice. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I, I learn by screwing up. One of my favorite things is always saying, ask me how I know. <sighs> right. Because I've usually done it. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, Little things. There's big things. Uh, you know, when I forget that the ball valve's open and I open something else and I've got hot wart all down my leg and into my shoe. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, I've done that a couple of times. Uh, one near screw-up was I got a stuck mash uh, with my stout. And I tried everything. I mean, I, I mixed the mash again. I tried to blow CO2 up through the, the ball valve, everything to get it unstuck. And it was just stuck. I... Just got so frustrated. I gave it up, went in and had some lunch, and just pondering, having to throw away this batch because I could not get it to drain out of the mash tun. I was so pissed. My wife comes in, what's the matter? I just, I had to tell her that I was so pissed about this. Yeah. And I went out there and I was just about ready to pull it off and just throw it out. I go, let's try it one more time. Open it up, damn ball, ball valve open up. Things pouring out like a wizard. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was just gonna not even check. That would have been my biggest screw up was to throw that out. Yeah, and I, and I didn't. And you didn't. I just uh, opened the ball valve and it kept on going. So that's your biggest near miss. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or um, I had a bad uh, uh, bottling uh, hydrometer, and it was off by about five five points or so. And I just kept screwing up. I kept screwing up my beers with that. I kept putting it back. It's got to finish more than that. Uh, I finally realized that, oh, I should calibrate this thing. Yeah. And of course it was off. And so I got a new one. But I hate throwing stuff away. So cause why, why the hell didn't I throw the old one away? Yeah. So I got that mixed up with the new one. 
<laughs> and I put that in there. It's, it's high. And I go, oh, I better check that. Of course, I had the wrong one. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I, you know, I screw up a lot of stuff. I just don't tell you guys about it because I learn from it. And, and that's my role. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what would I do if Doc came in here and said his screw-ups? I'd have oh, no place. <laughs> the, uh, drinking and the Doc screw-ups, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Hey, Justin, one question. Go ahead. How come the first time I ever catch a show live, I got to talk to JP? <laughs> I know. How unfortunate is that? A day late and a dollar short. I knew that I was going to happen, too. Here. That's why we gave like two weeks warning. I wanted all of those people who had never listened to a live show to be oh, here last week. For months and months and months, but it's been archived. This yeah. is the very first chance I've been able to catch it live. I know. I, I, wanted it. I gave everybody fair warning. If you want the full live experience, last week was your last chance chance because it's a new okay, era well, uh, jp said you can set him up a webcam and he'll show us man boob <laughs> i do have a web i could do that well see <laughs> or not <laughs> yeah all right beer man thanks a lot hey brother be good all right cheers uh cheers very cool. All right, 888-401-BEER's our phone number. If you have questions for Doc uh, about anything, he's a pretty open guy you can ask, too. Maybe we'll let him answer the screw-up of his life uh, question uh, later on if we <laughs> if he gets drunk enough. Um, Just pick what decade. Hey, here's a question, because we're talking about getting people involved in the club, and I don't know that you can answer this one, Doc, because I, I think that this is something that you, haven't, that you either haven't succeeded in, A... Or B, decided you didn't want to succeed in this? <laughs> I actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I think it's probably B. Someone asked, uh, how do people get their wives involved in brewing? And Daniela has actually addressed this question in a previous archive. She gave a great answer. But, uh, Doc, did, uh, have you failed at getting your wife involved? Or did you make a conscious decision that you'd rather this be like a Doc thing and keep your wife out of it? Because she doesn't dig on the brewing. No, she does not dig because it takes away a lot of my time. Yeah, but that's always a big issue. Yeah, um, my wife, in essence, doesn't like beer. Okay, but I I don't take that with anybody. We just haven't found a beer you like, right? And I've proven her wrong. Ah, so you have found? Some oh, stuff. oh yeah. I make her try everything. I'll pull something new up at the at the dinner table here. Try that, and she tries it. Oh, she'll know what's good. She knows what's bad. So she's involved that way. Okay. Well, she can tell what's good or what's bad, and she can also tell that's good, but I hate it. Okay. She'll actually tell me that. Uh, will she go get my brewing equipment or my brewing ingredients? No. But she'll also buy me like little things for my brew house. Yeah. Yeah, you know, little dress-up items. I have uh, pint glasses with my name on them. Nice. It has you know, my my brewery name on there. Little things like that. So she is involved with it. I don't think I'm going to get her cleaning out the mash tun or anything. Yeah. But, okay, so it sounds to me like a great way to get her involved, at at least uh, preliminarily, is to keep having her try beer because you will find one that she likes. You'll find one she likes. And she may, you know, you may get your wife that doesn't want to brew beer until she finds one she likes. And then she might say, okay. Oh, well, you know what? I, I think I could do that. Next thing, she's entering the Queen of Beers competition. Okay. So that's a good segue into that one. Okay. Now, how about bringing them to the club? I've been to your club, and so, and there's some wives involved. In fact, some of the there, you have some some women who, who are part of your, your, com, your community's oh, yeah. government. Um, but I wonder if, if, uh, if bringing wives to the homebrew club is a good way to get them involved, or if it's a deterrent. I haven't figured that uh, yeah. out. Yet. We always have a the holiday party. 
at the end of the year, and that's spouses invited. Bring them. Okay. Let them, you know, meet the people you're always talking about. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I always bring my wife, whether she likes it or not. But you know, everybody likes her. So just love having her there. Plus, I think she's hot. Oh, that too. They're like, oh, Doc's wife's coming this week. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, 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 Mike Madol's good for that. Yeah, yeah. You're bringing the milf this week, huh, yeah. Doc? <laughs> but she knows a lot of the people I've talked to. Oh, you're who I talk. You know, I've been talking about. So you know, it's that's my my other part of the. My life is part of that. These people she doesn't meet on a normal basis. Yeah. So that that helps get her involved. See, I think, uh, okay, if overall, I think it's important that if you can't get your wife involved in homebrewing directly, maybe just isn't ever going to be her thing. No, not directly. You're not going to get her, you know, stirring the decoction mash. Sometimes, maybe yes, but but a lot, in most cases, not. But... And and here's something we've had to deal with with Doc too. Doc, you're a great example for guys out there too, and and how how the brewing network has uh, sort of evolved into your life. I think one thing that you want to avoid at all costs is the feeling that you have a life outside of your of your family. If you yes. you have friends outside of your wife, a Doc's wife has said to him on a couple of occasions, like you know, you go to this thing, and it's it's like you have this ulterior pers- persona yeah. that you keep us out of. Which isn't true, and and and, and, he, and this is my point. I think at all costs you need to make sure that your family, that your wife, doesn't feel like you're trying to keep them away yeah, you don't from want to this alienate group of friends that you have, and and even if you just invite them to the Christmas party for the homebrew club, or or keep trying to find them a good beer or introduce them to the people you're always talking about like doc has said the best thing to do if you can't get them involved in homebrewing is to at least include them in at this. least on the fringe yeah because you don't want them to feel like i i felt terrible when doc the first time doc said that to me i felt terrible i don't want uh i don't want doc's wife to feel like there's this whole other thing that she's not allowed to participate in you know that's bad well it's it's like sunday four o'clock comes i just drop everything yeah, you're out of there yeah. i'm out of there i'm <laughs> yeah. out here and it's, yeah and she loses me for you know six area eight hours yeah <laughs> and i don't want her to feel you know that's i think it's terrible whenever and that ha- that'll happen to, look if you're going to start the club yourself all right you're going to be this homebrew club founder well you're going to spend more time on the club than just the people that show up for the meetings so again you know with you in particular, you need to pay attention to that and how the wife's going to feel about that, because uh, you got to spend some time on the organization. You know, it's organization. You've got things outside the meetings. You have, uh, you know, beer tours you'll do, uh, outings you do with the club. Yeah, uh, big brews, all that kind of stuff. It does take time. It does, and it is seasonal. Summertime comes up more. That happens. Okay. All right, let's go to the phones. 888-401-BEER is our number if you want to call and ask any questions. we got SoCal Surfer on the line has a question for Doc. What's happening, brother? Hey, what's happening, man? Hey. What can we do? You know, what's a a shitty club like? I mean, what what are horrible club experiences that you've heard of? Oh, I've been in there. Yeah. Uh, Like like I said, I I, I moved up to Northern California, and I lived in one house. That's when, when my wife got me brewing. My wife actually started me brewing. Yeah, okay. And uh, then we moved into another house, which was more of a permanent house, and I started looking for homebrew clubs, local homebrew clubs. And I went to this one. Oh, we have this meeting here. And, I, you know, it's when I found out about it, it was like the day before. Oh, okay. shit, now i got to wait a whole other month. So I was all geared up for this meeting. I go to this meeting, and it was at a local uh, brew pub. And we had our own little room over there. And you know, I didn't know anybody. Everybody's just sitting around. 
drinking a lot of commercial beer. Pizzas hit the table. Uh, the lady running it was the leader of the local, the small homebrew shop by us. And it was mostly she's thanking everybody for other things. And we didn't talk about beer. I brought homebrew with me, and uh, nobody really wanted to drink it. Yeah. Oh, you brought some homebrew. One other guy brought some homebrew. I, I shared it with a couple of people, and they get much feedback out of that one. Yeah. And uh, then I started asking questions the next meeting. I want to know about you know balancing a draft system. Okay. You, you know, you, you put CO two in. You don't want the keg to go flat, or you don't want to over. And, and oh, we just use the big hose, and you know, till we're done. <laughs> So they didn't know. Uh, nobody knew anything. I yeah. said, you know, I'm not going to glean anything out of this club. Yeah. You don't ever find a situation where they get you like trying to worship the devil or dress like a woman or some shit. Like uh, that? that's a whole different club. Yeah, that's uh, that's the Brewing Network homebrew club, dude. Oh. That's an entirely different thing. Actually, a funny thing was uh, our club, our Doe's website. Yeah. It has to be clubdoze.com because when we first started, doze.com was some uh, satanistic worship place. <laughs> <laughs> surprise, surprise. Yeah. So don't, go to clubdoze.com. Don't go to doze.com. Yeah, yeah. I, I wonder how many listeners tonight have, have already searched doze.com. I don't know if it's still there. Okay. But when we first started out, that was the issue. You know, SoCal, I would say if, you know, if the ultimate question is, is how do you know if you're in a bad homebrew club? I think, actually, the best answer to that would be, you know, if you're there and you're not getting out of it what you want, uh, it's a bad homebrew club for you. Well, you have two choices. You, know. you, you can get out of the homebrew club and find another one, which I did. Yeah. And then, or go to the next homebrew club, and then you got the same choice again. Yeah. Become the president. Make it what you want. And make it what you want, yeah. Because <laughs> I think that, you know, it's kind of like the, you know, one guy's bad homebrew club is the, is the other yeah. guy's, like, they, best Everybody in that other month. homebrew club were really happy with that. Yeah. So if you're not getting what you need out of your homebrew club... Start a crosstown rival, and then you guys should arm wrestle for arm wrestle. <laughs> yeah. Now, but I really think that uh, you could, uh, or become involved in the club more, so that you could alter things about what you're not right. getting out of right, it. Right. You know, things like that. Oh, you so. could start a real small club. Yeah. Oh, you're in Southern California. There's a lot of great clubs by you. Yeah, are you in a club down there now? No, no, not at all. Not at all. I mean, there's, there's a lot of clubs around here. Like, the, I got the the Maltos Falcons and me, like at 30 minutes from my house, and yeah, you know, crowd of the valley or whatever. They're on like just right up the way. But uh, yeah. you should try go. They, they love new members. You should go try to meet them. Uh, figure out they're all going to be different styles. We don't compare notes, so we're not all the same. Yeah, and uh, try to try the different clubs and figure out what fits you better. Right. I'm uh, under the impression if you're trying to meet chicks, a beer club probably isn't the... No, yeah. you're a smart, smart you, you know, man. When I, when I started playing banjo, I was under the same impression. I'm going to meet a lot of chicks. chicks. Exactly. Doc, you're an idiot. <laughs> I was sorely mistaken. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've been to a couple of different uh, homebrew club things. Uh, yeah, dude. Now, if you're looking to meet chicks, man, join... Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. The only chicks you'll meet is uh, other people's girlfriends and wives. Yeah. Which might be your thing. You never know. Although, the Home Economics Club. Now, that's... Oh, that's uh, a good one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the lingerie club. Yeah, well, brewery ain't cheap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All but, right, SoCal. Thanks, brother. Thanks, you guys. Appreciate it. Right on. Cheers. Later.
By the way, Doze.com is now a, a motorcycle site, but it's in German, actually, coincidentally enough. They have motorcycles in Germany? Apparently. Yeah, it's cheaper on gas. <laughs> yeah, that's true. 888-401-BEER is, is our number if you have any questions uh, for Doc. We are talking about homebrew clubs. And, uh, you know, I think it's it, it really is important, uh, like we said in the beginning, not only to decide what you want your club to be about, but if you're in a club, you know, to decide if it does, uh, if, it, if it's what you're looking for and you can change it. If it's not okay, a uh, couple other questions uh, I, I had come through for you, Doc. Um, what's your, what's your oh, actually, I got some random beer questions. I'm going to have to ask you later too. Um, not if I have too much more of this Doppelbach. Yeah, we're drinking Doc's in my Doppelbach. It actually it is really good. I, I I kept this away from him. Yeah, on purpose, and I just brought it over tonight. It's great. All right, let's start talking about uh, organization of the homebrew club. Uh, and like you said uh, already, that there's, there's there's different ways you can do it. It could be very loosely organized. It could be a hangout uh, kind of a thing. Uh, what I want to know is, uh, you know, do you need to have a governing body? Do you need to have a president and a secretary? No. You don't? Not if it's a small club. You can have it to the point where eight guys, ten guys, five guys get together at somebody's house, and they just share each other's homebrew. Right, okay. It doesn't have to be formal. You okay. don't have to have formal. Okay. But it can be the entity of what might come. Now, what if... I think a lot of people, when they think about a club, uh, not only do they want to get together, but they want to do things together. They want to set up events. So you need to have like a, a club dues system, right? Like you need to have money, uh, kind of a like a membership fee, okay? Uh, in order to to set up, you know, pub crawls and bus tours and things like that. If you do that, and I, and I want to talk about doing that specifically, but but if you decide that's a, a model for you. Do you need a governing body then because somebody has to take care of the money or, or do you just need somebody to take care of the money? When I first joined the club, uh, I met a guy and he seemed to be the treasurer. And then he wasn't there and he wasn't there and I found, well, where's the treasurer? And somebody said he's in jail. Oh, no shit. Yeah. He was one of those loud, loud mouth guys. Yeah. And I think he was in there something stupid like a, like a traffic ticket and he started like mouthing off to the judge. Nice. And... He's in jail. We don't know Sounds how long like he's going to be in jail because it's one of those things where they can throw you in for a while. Yeah. And he's got the keys to the purse. So nobody knows where the money is. Nobody knows how much we have or anything like that. Oh, man. So it's best to have a couple of guys. If you've got a big club, to have a couple of guys uh, handle it. Okay. So they each can kind of check each other. They have the checkbook. Uh, at least one of them will show up at the meeting. Yeah. Uh, things need to get paid. People pay for stuff. We have a style talk, generally, Yeah. Uh, at each meeting. Uh, people will come in. They're going to do the style talk. It's kind of their, their thing. They'll go to BevMo or whatever. They'll get a bunch of the different models of that style. Okay. And enough to where the whole club can taste uh, the different Oktoberfest or whatever they're going to be tasting. And the club usually reimburse them. Okay. That. Oh, see, and that's good because that's actually a great uh, a feature, uh, to be able to go out and spend money to be able to let people taste all the stuff, and what a, uh, they should get reimbursed. Right. So that's a great setup. Um, we do a big raffle at the end of the year, the holiday party. Okay. And usually a big raffle. It's a few hundred bucks in prizes. Club pays for that. Uh, and you know the proceeds go back to the club. So it works out well. Uh, it's usually pretty much non-profit, but yeah. you know, it's fun for everybody. Everybody has a good time with that. Uh, we usually do at least one big bus tour. For yeah. the year, okay, and uh, with that, sometimes you know we try to keep the cost down for the club members. If it's a forty passenger bus, it can be you know a lot of money for the bus. So the club takes 
takes a hit on that just to keep it down for the members. Okay. That go the people that participate. There's, yeah. there's a lot of different things you can pay for. Okay. With it. So what, for example, are are the dues if you, if you join Doe's? There's a, a yearly fee, right? The, the yearly fee for us, it's I think it's thirty bucks. Okay. Which is high, but. Uh, but with that, because you're involved, and, and I wanted to go back to that anyway, because you're involved with, with Beer Beer Morby, you're involved with your local homebrew shop, uh, you get a discount. You get a discount in the showroom when right. you come in. Thanks to those guys. Uh, uh, so that's a good way to connect with your LHBS. Uh, being, being a club member, when we have contests that come up, either club of the year, or, I mean, uh, uh, club-only competitions, mm-hmm. or NHC, stuff like that, uh, you get uh, kits for either free or quite, quite off. On oh, okay. That one. So, uh, if you're going to brew for ingredient the club, kits, ingredient yeah. kits for yeah. that. Yeah. So you get a big discount on that. Cool. Uh, we usually have uh, what's new at at uh, B3. Yeah. Each month. So whatever their new products they're in, or they want us to know about that maybe we w- wouldn't know. Yeah. That, or that they're excited about. We, they they present those, and okay. as, as a club member, you get 25 percent off for that month on that that thing. Okay. So there's a lot of perks for being. With, uh, with the a club. homebrew club and with you know, being with a with a homebrew shop. What else for the thirty bucks? Do they get a T-shirt out of that? Do they get a, a mug? I mean, what what does the just the thirty bucks go to aside from those perks with the with the homebrew shop? It goes to uh, funding the club issues uh, throughout the year. Uh, Will it reimburse, say, the beer that you talked about if someone brings uh, beer for the style talk? Right, style talk okay. beer, uh, anything. Uh, we have uh, at least three big brews. Every year, okay, and uh, we have a, a, a barbecue during that. So, ah, so it, it, buy, it, it buys all the food for that. Oh, great! Uh, it it generally funds things for the club. Our, we have a planning meeting uh, every January, and it's open to anybody who wants to show up. We usually have it at a brew pub. Okay, and uh, it pays for all that. Oh, the whole thing there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, does it pay for the? You said you try to have an annual bus tour. Does it pay for that, or you have to have it extra? Pay, it pays for, that? for a lot of that. Oh, it does. Okay. Uh, it, it, we try to, you know, if we come up short with members who are going to fill the bus, we're still going to go. So the club takes the, the uh, hit on that. Plus, we try to keep it at a, a certain level. Okay. You know, if it's twenty-eight bucks a person to get to the festival and the bus, we try to keep it to twenty. It's easy. Twenty. Okay. If you're bringing your spouse, two twenties is easier than you know more more change on that one sure so a lot of that kind of goes okay so i think it sounds to me like uh, having a yearly dues program is actually an awesome way to just have a few perks it's it's perks yeah. uh if you have to have a a place that you have to rent yeah and you can find places pretty cheap but it's got to come out from somewhere sure so yeah. that the the dues really helps with that one okay and generally at a big club meeting you're going to drink more than your 30 bucks in beer over a year yeah yeah, easily, true that. Easily. Yeah, that's a, I, in fact I I haven't paid my dose dues and I've drank more, dues. and I've paid more and I've drank more than my 30 bucks. <laughs> yeah, just I, just I a, a little thing that we've done is everybody got tired including me of drinking beer out of either, you know, plastic glasses and things. So we brought we bought glasses for the club. Okay. Uh everybody's got their number on it. Oh yeah. And their glass glasses. Okay. And they all they don't leave the place, so we wash them all out and they go back in. But drinking beer out of glass glasses is awesome. So they just stay at the meeting place. You get right. there, you pull out your number, uh-huh. 
And you got your own glass. Right. That's a great idea. Because beer out of glass is so much better than beer out of plastic. Yeah. Or worse yet, paper. You know, and I bet you that uh, if you if you work a little bit, you could probably get that sponsored by somebody, too. If you went to a, 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 a microbrewery or somebody right. and said, hey, we just want glassware. It will put your logo on the thing. You know, would you donate some glassware to us? Because microbreweries and things like that, any kind of restaurant, they buy that shit in bulk. Yeah. I think it'd be cool to go and ask and say, yeah, we just it's got their logo on it. Yeah, that's a cool thing. And if you got a small club 20 people yeah and, you know they'll just won't bat an eye at that and it's environmentally friendly folks you're not throwing out all that plastic mm-hmm. i tried to uh, convince daniella uh her she had a little going away uh, party here and i tried to convince her to have plastic cups because she was inviting so many people and she wouldn't have it and i was like but listen we're gonna spend the whole next day washing those dishes she wouldn't have it she said i'll wash them then instead i don't want to I want to throw the plastic yeah, I think, all I, over the I think earth. When I came back the next day, I think the count was 150 glasses. Yeah, there was glasses everywhere. Okay, so some uh, some great ideas there. All right, so since we're talking about organization, things like that, you've mentioned a couple times this organizational meeting you have. I want to know about that. What's the point? Is that that's a you set up the whole year in this one yeah, meeting? Yeah, pretty okay. much. Uh, we set up uh, what the club theme is. Okay. Uh, last year's club theme was the road to all grain. Okay. We wanted to try to get everybody over their fear of doing all-grain beers. Nice. And we, we broke it down into all the steps on what you need to do, kind of like chapters. So each month we hit a different thing. Uh, mashing, grain bills, uh, grains, all the way up to uh, decoction, single infusion, step mashes, uh, s- strange uh, brewing grains. Yeah. All that was a different lecture at, at per each, meeting. Per meeting. Okay. And by the end of the year, we hoped everybody would have enough information that they would you know, step into, have enough information they would step into all grain. So many people won't do all grain because it's the unknown. Yeah. Dive, diving into that deep end of the pool. How'd it go? It went great. Did you get almost everybody over? Uh, so many people are doing all grain. Really? Yeah. Okay. Now, that's a great – so so you not only are planning, uh, you know, kind of what the club's going to do as a whole, but you're really I – th- I like the themed year. Mm-hmm. That's a great thing. And I think that almost makes it easier to decide what the meeting topics are going to be then because they're, they're all based on one theme. So It, it does. And then we also try to we, – we'll pair uh, the style talk. We'll either pair it with uh, competitions that are coming up, yeah. like the club-only competition. We try to you know do it a couple of months in advance, or with uh, whatever we're doing. So we did the decoction mash uh, lecture, and we paired it up with a Doppelbach uh, lecture for the style lecture. Okay. And we also have you know different you know technique lectures and things like that. Okay. Here's a question that came through uh, from the chat room that I think is a good question, especially since we're talking about having these topical meetings where you're really you know, focusing on one thing. Someone wants to know how you convince the others that a tech talk is needed, that a technical talk is needed. And I think that's a good question because so now you're in this club and, and everyone just kind of wants to hang out and be casual. How do you convince them that w- w- it will benefit them to have a tech talk? Uh, you give them breaks, definitely. Uh, people want to socialize. You can't come in there and just do a bunch of uh, lecture, 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 lecture. So what we've done, we've uh, designed it where we have a half-hour social hour okay. before the meeting starts. People can come in whenever they want, bring their beers in, and they socialize. Yeah. When it's time to start, 
which is usually when I want to start. Uh, <laughs> if I feel people are socializing really well, I'll give them another 10 or 15 minutes. If I don't feel everybody's there yet, I'll give them another 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah. Then we start the formal stuff. The business gets done. Then uh, my agenda gets through, and then we'll take a break. We'll take a good 20-minute or half-hour break. People socialize again because more people are there. Yeah. People are trying each other's beers, getting a lot of feedback kind of stuff, and then you come back down and do the lectures. Okay. So you got to give them that outlet yeah. a little bit to do uh, that. So they know it's not uh, – you're not going back to university here. It's still relaxing. Um, yeah, and just to let you know, people want to hear the technical stuff. Okay. Uh, I, I did a lecture on – I think I did it on off grains or what I was doing, or off flavors. I think I was doing off flavors. And I was just ranting and raving and talking and stuff. And I I stopped for a second, looked down at my notes. I looked up, and there there wasn't anybody talking in the background. It was just, you could hear a pin drop. Right. And I thought, wow, either I'm really good at this or they just really want to know the information. Yeah. Because usually when someone's talking and someone's not interested, there's a couple of people talking in the background. Yeah. And this is really technical stuff, but when I stop down and look at my notes, I look up, nobody was talking. There's 50 people that nobody was Just talking. Just silent. So people do want to hear the technical side of it. See, I think, though, that sometimes they don't know they want to hear the technical side of it until they've gotten a good tech talk. So I wonder if a good uh, you know, way to do it is to bring in somebody from outside. Bring yeah. in a professional. Go talk to the... Some Somebody that speaks well. Yeah. If you can get somebody in there that uh, is a professional brewer, get them in there. Or somebody from the local brew pub. Yeah. They're, they're brewer. There's people that want to know about you know what it takes to brew every day, day in and day out. That's a tech talk. Yeah. And, and I, I think once you have one like that, that they're convinced, like, wow, that was, that right. was great. And, and most people that... I've sat through enough lectures. The one thing they got to remember, they might not want to listen to the whole thing, but they can take away one pearl. Yeah. One thing that, dang, I didn't think about that, and I, and I really want to know about that. That's like our show. Yeah, they can take... Yeah, we'll they give can, you one they, thing they, they per episode. They can throw away three... Three hours plus, and, and there's <laughs> and one, one, one thing, you know, thing. hey, we've made our point. <laughs> yeah, we're happy. <laughs> okay. So there's, there's that going. So there's the technical aspect is there. You're going to get some people that want to do that. But give them a break. See, and you know me, Doc, and, and, and JP makes fun of me for this all the time because I hardly ever listen to what the hell's happening in the studio. Um, I'm that guy, <laughs> too, uh, who, who I do want the tech talk. But I have a short attention span. Right. And so I think you make an excellent point that you really need to let everybody know. Look, it, you had a social hour before, and don't worry. Coming up in 20 minutes, you got another social hour. We can just hang out and right. talk. Um, but I also, even though I have that short attention span, I do tend to, to focus in on one good thing that I got to hear and, right. t- and take that away. So that sounds to me like that's going to be a real motivational thing for the tech talk is to, you got to get somebody quality in there. Well, you got somebody, anybody that can talk. And uh, one thing I, I tell people is have a handout and don't read it. Know your stuff. Look down at your handout. If I, I try to only have a handout when I have a handout. Yeah. I only try to have a handout, especially my notes, are only just the topics. Yeah. So I, so I can keep on track. So when I hit the topic, topic, and I just yak for a while. Right. And I look down at the next topic, and then I yak for a while. And I walk around a little bit. But handouts are key, too. You guys do great handouts. Because yes. I won't listen to a word any of you guys say. 
because I could give a shit. But I take home that handout every single time I go to a dose. And you, you remember more than you think you remember. I do. You're absolutely right. Like I'm just I'm hanging out doing my thing, and it's kind of in the background. But uh, a good and thorough handout. Uh, and and like you said, you should never when you're doing the speaking thing kind of read the whole thing. You Nobody wants you to read to them. But it's great to have a thorough one anyway, because then you take it away and you go home. Like I said, I, I don't right. pay too much attention, but I always take out, take home the handout and I, and I read them. And if it did, nothing else is going to give you questions to ask. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I've gotten show topics just out of your handouts. You had, uh, you guys have had like Vinny come in and do different things. Beer, beer, and more beer in general has had them come in, and there, so you've had some hops handouts. Yep. And you've had uh, a big topic for us a long time ago was how to use a counter pressure bottle filler, and John came into Doze and did a whole thing about that. And there was a handout about how to bottle your beer and, and competition uh, shipping. Yeah. We've done that one in Tech Talk on how to ship for competitions. Very nice. You could really cover a lot of the minutia of uh, of, of getting in, you know around homebrew, right? Uh, so that's a good deal. I like the handout idea. You know, anytime you're going to do a topic, I think you should. It take really that it, g- it keeps people's attention, gives them something to take home, something to hold on to, to look down when the, you know they they can't listen to you anymore. Yeah, you know, which is during this show almost yeah. all the time. That's why our chat room that's is... people has no pants on. It keeps them alert. <laughs> uh, JP, by the way, is doing a fantastic job in the chat room today. And freaking I want to thank him for hanging out with us. And I gave him late notice because I thought we had another moderator and uh, we didn't. So uh, JP came, came through with us. Uh, Doc, we've got our first Drunk of the Week contestant. Excellent. It's always fun. 888-401-BEER is the number, folks, if you want to call or uh, compete in Drunk of the Week. Caller, what's happening? God, could JP be any gayer than he is right now? No, I, 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 I doubt it. <laughs> he is, types so gay. Is he acting pretty God. gay in there? Hey, this is Sean Haggerty. How you doing, man? Not that there's anything wrong with that. Hey, Sean. Yeah. We're doing great, hey. Sean. How are you, brother? Uh, dude, I'm about like 800 beers into it tonight. <laughs> no kidding. You're really tying it on, huh? Yeah, I I just got like a, a, a night to do that, and I figured, what the hell? Attaboy. And I figured I'd share it with you guys. Hey. You know what? Listen to the show, drop the pants, have <laughs> a few beers. Beer, yeah. <laughs> Sean Haggerty's a good dude. He's been listening to us for a long time. If you haven't joined the forum, you won't know who he is. But if you're in there, you know who he is. He's a good guy. Pretty mellow dude. He's one of these dudes who sent me some nice messages this week. Like, uh, you know, they would say things like, uh, hey, I'm just wondering how you're doing. And then at the end, it's, he'd call me a fuck ass at the same time. Yeah. Uh, and these well, are the kind of messages mostly I because like. you are, Justin. <laughs> yeah, at least, uh, at least yeah. you're honest. I appreciate that. All right, yeah. Well, you know, you've said you've had a lot of beer, but you sound pretty straight you sound pretty to straight. me, Mr. Haggerty. Well, okay. If you had been in the forum or the chat room about 4 o'clock this afternoon, you'd, you'd have been <laughs> talking to me like when I was starting to pound beers then. Okay. But yeah, you uh, were off doing other gay things or something. <laughs> what have you been drinking? What kind of beer? Well, I've had some meads. I've had IPAs. Really? Um, We're all over but, the board. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. All, all homemade stuff? Yeah, yeah. Homemade mead too, huh? Well, yeah. Oh, very nice. nice. You, uh, this, hey. this whole John thing has got me excited about that whole 
wine thing. I don't know. Maybe that's kind of gay. But no, you know what? We make fun of him for it, but only because that's a fun thing to do. That kid makes some awesome wine. I went over to uh, More Beer today, and he was putting it from his fermenters uh, to the barrel. He was yeah. putting in brand new yeah. French oak barrels. Uh, I'm actually pretty. I'm looking forward to tasting his wine. Brand new barrels. He gave me. I gotta get like hand me downs. I know. Yeah, I know. He got himself some brand new ones because he's trying. He's trying a whole new thing. So uh, it's it's wine. You want new ones too? Yeah, I've still never had any of his wine. Oh, you oh, haven't? No. He uh, gave me a, a whole ha- bottle of his Cabernet for Doctoberfest. How did you like it? I haven't had it yet. He gave me a mix of, of two wines that he made. I think it was he had made a Merlot and a Cab, and he gave me a mixed bottle. It was fucking awesome. It yeah. was a really great wine. Hey, I want to try some of your mead, though, is why I asked, Sean. you got to send us some, well, dude. Well, unfortunately, that was the last bottle of that batch. But oh, I got another damn. batch, and I, just put in the, I put in the fermenter yesterday, and, you know... Um, all you have to do is bring your fat ass out to Missouri, and I'll be more than happy to give you some. Listen, that sounds like fun. Yeah, like a shot at the Let border. me tell you when I'm going to be in Missouri next. Never. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When Daniela comes back. I actually, uh, actually, one of my best friends lives in Missouri. I might make it there at one point. Yeah. When okay, Daniela well, no, moves okay, back, sure. when Daniela decides that she likes California, is when I'll be in Missouri. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, that was horrible, man. Yeah. That was bad. <laughs> I guess okay, that's like never. I, I'm, I'm going to try to make the anniversary show. And I, I'll bring you a bottle, man. How's that sound? That sounds great. And I hope you do make it. We met up at the NHC last year. I think it'd be great to see yeah, you out did. here. Yeah. yeah, that'd be cool. All right, listen. Yeah. I'm not going to give you drunk of the week yet. So either. Uh, oh, you suck. No, you got to no, call first, in you're later. You're first in line. I think we're going to be on the air for about another hour, hour and a half. So I want you to all call right, back. Right. Uh, I might get take some other drunk of the week calls uh, before I. You need uh, more doc right. slur. Yeah, exactly. You're not even okay. slurring hey, or can, anything. Wait, wait. Can, can I make like some honorable mentions here? Yes. Yeah, BC is drunk too. Okay. And Gucci is like he's gay or something. I don't know, Shout outs? Would he, what if there's doing? anything wrong? <laughs> Shout outs to Gucci. Gucci's a weird dude. Yeah. I just want to say right now He's in the chat He's a great dude And he comes to those meetings And he comes to those meetings And, and he's, he's been a, a BN supporter He's also He's a little odd Like he's one of those I uh, spent a little too much time In the Air Force Kind of guys You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying You know what I was going to say that But uh, I was going to say it Just gay yeah, but you can yeah. Force, they right? don't he ask, just, don't tell. He's been in the Air yeah. Force for a while. I think he spent yeah. a little too much time in the cockpit and not enough time yep. talking yep. to folks. You know what I'm saying? Inhaling, what I'm uh, inhaling jet fuel yeah. fumes. All right, Haggerty, call us back because you're not drunk of the week yet. Oh man! All right, brother. All right, All right. come on, loser. <laughs> so you're just trying to get Gucci to call in here. Yeah, I want to. I want to hear. Gucci. He'll blast you. Gucci gets angry when he gets drunk, though. You ever heard him? Well, he's a military him? guy, well, of course. No, he only flew things with no guns. Yeah. All right, we'll take another quick call. We're getting ready to. <laughs> That's a good theory, man. <laughs> go he's angry. Caller, you're on the session. What's happening? Hi, my name is Daniela. I'm calling in with a homebrew question. Daniela. Hey, awesome. Get some music. Hey, what's happening in Germany? Not much. I'm sleeping. Are you really? Oh, great. You don't sound mm-hmm. like you're sleeping. It's, <laughs> it's like 3 a.m. Oh, excellent. What did you did you set your alarm for us? No, I just woke up by chance. Yeah. I just thought I could dial in real quick, and uh, the toll-free number doesn't work for me, so this call must cost like $10 a minute right now. Well, you know, just bill it to the BN. Yeah, yeah you have a credit card number, right? <laughs> I'll put it on the pile of BN bills that's over there in the corner that's getting paid promptly. <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys doing? We are. T- we just took our first drunk of the week phone call. 
Sean Haggerty. Uh, okay. From Sean Haggerty. Uh, mm-hmm. JP is manning the chat room for you, and Hi. he's doing a really good job today. Really? Oh, I love you, JP. I love you, too. You must be drunk. And you know what's weird, babe? I can read his writing. Really? Yeah, yeah he sends me a card, and instantly I can read it. I don't have to send it back to him to be translated or anything. So what he loses in Cleveland, Where's the he, fun makes, in he that, makes up though? in penmanship. Yeah, it's true. I'm really bored. It's, uh... All the chat room folk <laughs> want you to join in the chat there, Daniela. <laughs> oh, you're up anyway. What the hell? You guys seem to be doing just fine. No, it's no. been a rough and a, and a lonely show, and we, we spent the whole first a half hour talking about you. Really? Yeah. Mostly yep. good things. Well, we got a bunch of feedback about people missing you and things like that, and uh, people uh How could you leave Justin? Things ha- like that. Yeah, yeah, like how could you be such a cold-hearted bitch? Things yeah. like that. Don't you know a good thing when you see it? That kind of stuff. <laughs> you know, California's an awesome place. How yeah. could you leave here? Because the money is right, baby. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. But it's not American money, so it doesn't matter. It's a Euro crap. <laughs> Now, do you have a computer well, where you're at? I just wanted to send you guys my regards. I think I should go because, like, 3 a.m. or so. Yeah. Oh, like you're going to sleep anymore. You're going to wonder how the show's going. I know it's kind of the third world over there. Do you have a computer? You can't join us in the chat? No, because I haven't started my job yet, So, and I have to oh. leave all my computers in the United States for you, so I don't have a computer right now. That's true. I didn't let her take anything of any value. Huh? Good. <laughs> yeah, just the shirt off her back. When do you start working five hours then, huh? Woohoo! Yeah, but you know what? Good news. Um, the first uh, national holidays are coming up in the United States. I will be off Easter Monday, so I might be able to join in. Uh, we usually celebrate it on Sunday, but that's good. I guess it's Monday. It's yeah, Germany, I know we do too, but we are off Good Friday and Easter Monday in and addition. Good Monday. So I should be able to call in. Good okay, Monday. Okay, nice. well, that's, uh, when is Easter? Is that this month? No, it's April. on the 5th of April, I believe, or 6th of April. So They'll change it every year. It's in like three weeks. Okay. Well, that sounds good. So you might be able to do the whole show with us then. Absolutely. Everyone in the chat room just got super horny. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. They're like, they're like, ask her what she's wearing right now. And <laughs> what the tell, hell? Tell the, tell the guy sleeping next to her I said hi. Weird crap oh, like that. Oh, yeah. that's just mean. Oh. But really, though, no, tell him hi. wrong. Yeah. Yeah, but do tell him hi. First. Okay, guys. Well, <laughs> I tell the chick sleeping Obuna? next to you hi. Yeah. Well, yeah, there you go. What's that, Daniela? Are you guys talking about homebrew club? Yes, Dr. Scott is doing a fantastic job today covering uh, homebrew A to Z. Homebrew club A to Z. Yeah. What are we on about tea now? Are you getting drunk too? Yeah, because well, he brought our Doppelbach over. It's the <gasps> it's the Did he really Oh my god, it. it's good and it's I'm, I'm, our last keg of it. He has another keg, but it's our last keg and it's really great. Yeah, I'll bring the ice box oh. over sometime. But yeah. yeah, oh it's it's awesome and yeah. very alcoholic. <laughs> It's very good. That's awesome. Well, I had my first Salvator today, actually. Ah, it's it's Bach week or something. That's why I brought it. Yeah, it's Bach month. Bach month. And have you had lots mm-hmm. of Bachs? Have I bought it? No, have you had lots of Bachs? <laughs> <laughs> have I had lots of Bachs? No, I just had one today. Um, this afternoon, we decided to go uh, for a little beer garden session, and I had a Bach. It was okay. It was all right? Yeah, it wasn't great actually. I don't know. I'm. Um, I've had a lot of um, weak beer actually since I've been here, and 
See? Uh, Friday had the really uh, the fir- um, we drink bottled beer quite a bit here, and I have to say that um, quite a few of those were not too fresh. Friday uh-huh. I had my first really fresh lager, and I could tell the difference. Really? Gotta go with the cans. My friends were just staring at me, totally in shock. What I could say about the German beer? Because you like smelled it first and everything, and and all of that, like all the stuff we do. I did, and people look at me quite funny. Yeah. Oh, that's cool, though. I like that. You're you slapped now, me upside the head. Like, you're now the beer geek of Germany. That's a, that's a prestigious position. <laughs> yes, but people really just think that I'm a freak. They don't see what's wrong with the beer, but I can totally tell. I've learned that, and yeah, it's hard for me to enjoy now all the German lagers, whereas before... I just would drink it anyway. And you thought it was all good because it was from the fatherland. See, we've soiled you. Yeah, so to speak. (laughs) You totally did. Yeah, I didn't know we all did. One week I miss American beer, so that's crappy too. Yeah, we have good beer here. Hey, you want to hear about a new feature that JP created in the chat room this week? Yes, please. It's pretty cool. He's our, He's only been manning the chat room for for one week, and yes. uh, he has uh, he created this new feature because uh, Daniela, you usually uh, would make us food after the show, and and you know how if Doc doesn't get his food, he gets real pissy. Right. Well, yeah. JP started this feature. Uh, it's a send the brewcasters pizza. And uh, and our first uh, John Foster is has sent pizza to the Rat Pad for us so that we can eat tonight and hey, not die. Pizza at the yeah. Rat Pad. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, it's like a, how you can contribute to the Sunday show, and hopefully, like one person every week will send the Brewcasters <laughs> pizza. So as a result, you have wow. to go to beerschool.com. That is so cool. That actually wants me wants me to come back. Oh, JP, you're a genius. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Okay, so we're taken care of. Yeah, I was a little worried. I mean, about you're that. also just a lazy bitch, but you're also a genius. Yeah, you, you <laughs> well, are. A lazy you know, bitch, that, that's maybe. how yeah. uh, genius comes to be. Yeah, it's like that's true. if like, you waste all your energy like doing stuff. Yeah, <laughs> you're not going to be able to. Why do think when about you can stuff. think? <laughs> no, but honey, I'm quite glad to hear that you're eating tonight. That's very good. Yeah, eating sounds like a good thing. I haven't actually seen him eat all week. So I haven't I eaten know. since you left, as a matter of fact. <laughs> I, I figured, but I'm very happy <laughs> you're our house a rat pet now. Yeah, well, it yeah. kind of it just felt natural once you left. It was it did like kind of slip out. There. It was like, well, uh, what's it going to turn into now? It might as well be the rat pad. Actually, now <laughs> they're, they're saying since it's Bach month, it should be the goat pad. But I don't know about that. <laughs> well, good luck, Dad. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, i got to go. I have my first date tomorrow. So Bye, Danielle. You have your first date tomorrow? Well, yeah. good luck. Yeah, good luck with that. Make them buy you dinner. Yes, uh, good luck on your first day at work. Uh, please post in the forum. Everyone wants to know how it's going to go. Sell lots of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. And, uh, you know, send your first paycheck home. <laughs> what else am I going to do with it? <laughs> I don't That's know. a good you know, woman right there. No in idea. Europe, you don't even need a paycheck, I hear. You get all this vacation yeah. time and yeah. free beer. And you got family there. They'll take care of you. It's not as if you're going to end up homeless. <laughs> yeah. You'll be fine. That's my plan, honey. And, That's how, what's going to happen. And I've heard you right. speak the language, so you're good. <laughs> well, it's very yeah, nice I to speak to you. I kind of speak the language. <laughs> yeah, have you forgotten all your German? Here. Yeah. Oh, do you hear JP? <laughs> Wait a second. Start over, JP. JP what was going on? Did you hear that? <laughs> Give us that beginning again, JP. I don't know it. I, you do know it. No, it's, 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 it's better. Yeah, it's just easier to just perfectly. like. It's easier to make noises. All right, but, then I'm gonna make it really low because you just did it. I thought right on. Yeah. No, that's that's my trick. All right, here we go. Do your trick again. 
I think its trick is just to drop the, both the beginning and the end of each word, and it sounds like the word. I see, I don't know. <laughs> Not too bad, huh, babe? Not too bad at all. You studied German. I'm quite touched. Yeah, yeah I did, but then you left. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm really glad you called in to the, uh, the day after D-Day show. Yeah. Absolutely, good. my pleasure. Okay, and good I, luck at work. Wish you guys a good show. Thank you. And really good enjoy show. Enjoy the pizza. We will. Okay. All right. I this, love you guys. We love, love you, too. you too. And too. the strippers coming in now, so we gotta go. Yeah. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. She won't hear that till the archive. How are we gonna hear the doorbell? I don't know. We're going to take a quick break, everybody. Come back. We've got a lot more Homebrew Club action to talk about. So send your questions to JP in the chat room or call us up. 888-401-BEER. That's the number that you can get through to us directly. And lots of fun left to be had. Plus, don't forget, coming up directly after the show, the Jameel Show Live Special Edition tonight. That's right. I'll tell you more about it when we come back. Hang in there. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network.
kegerator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And, and it's so. just hot. It is? It's so super hot. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. What's that sound? The voice of the brewing underground. I rush home. What's with the Abacast stream? God damn, it's almost time. Why don't you work? Thing it's 502. I reboot that iTunes. I hope just invade the free FM commute. I'm on. Thank God, not a moment too soon. Holy, I just got booted out of the chat room. I won't rack, mother. When you do, you're risking O2. I'll hail the bubble Jay Z. Do like you told you. Do what you say. Well, okay, at least mostly. And hit that. Whirlpool Viger roast Sometimes I don't And I will bitch More than a little Vile of that sweet That likes like that arrow bit My yeast will not prove And booth being rude Boom That goes the blow off To the old chat I want out Justin Chef That goes my chocolate stout And I never want to hear The word run high skip about I give up 50G Why don't you push eject me I'm screaming Gucci When D pushes me off the screen Jamil JP Johnny G I can't think I can't think But then I hear Doc's little voice In my ear Screaming drink Flock. There's no my box into the mash goes a butt crack like a true breeder. It's that pale ale, my man, Boogita. You beer nerds, that's how you just heard. The only man I know whose name is a cuss word. Come hang with Jays, I'm a jest and haggerty. And no one understands a word Daniela says. Either biscuit, the pit bull, or code right in full. We'll sniff your crack if you got the Jane hat. Do line excel, push my hat. Go dip pound mat, bed trans, do a little fat, and lunch me some grass. So what about Crouch Rock? He's more than just down the block And then there's no grown cops He's missing just like us No, I don't know I can't see, I can't see But then I hear Doc's little voice in my ear screaming Who's gonna be out in the desert with me? The end Got me going for a silver or a gold The end But do I pinch form a cold? The end Crew get unrefined The Bruin Network I'm saving five gallons at a time The end Got me going for a silver or a gold The end You don't know to pinch form a cold The end I could have mixed it with chocolate and that still wouldn't help. Drink! Keeping the ass out of Brewcast. The Brewing Network Sunday session. We're talking about clubs and how to have your own homebrew club and all the benefits about that. 888-401-BEER is our phone number. 
Just got off the phone with Daniela. That was cool. Definitely was. A little surprise appearance from the The smart money was on her. The chat queen. Yeah. Yep. To call in. Yep. That was the smart money. It's a good girl. 3 a.m. Waking up. She got to start work in two hours. Hey, it's being family. Calling to say, hey, that's right. That's how we roll around here, Doc. You know. Yep. 888-401-BEER. Plus, uh, join JP in the chat room if you want to send your questions along. And I got quite a few questions already. I mentioned just before the break, the Jameel Show live tonight following this program. That's right. He's going to be doing two episodes of the Jameel Show. We'll be recording them to run at their official times, which is Monday, every other Monday at 10 a.m. So uh, if you don't stick around tonight, that's fine. Don't worry. It's going to run at its normal time tomorrow morning. It's just not going to be a live show. But for those of you who are our live listeners and want to hang out, get a little added bonus, uh, he's going to be covering two topics tonight um, after the show. And I think, uh, I'm trying to remember Remember here, ah, two topics are going to be American Amber Ale and Belgian Dark Strong Ale. It's going to be covering both of those live, Excellent. directly following this program. Probably around eight thirty or nine o'clock, we'll get started. We're going to take a little break in between, uh, play some music. I gotta, I'll have to regroup. have some pizza. Have some pizza. Yeah, I'll sing again. I'll have to regroup. JP will be singing in German Nazi songs. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I just want you guys Prince to know. He that. Is. But uh, fear not, if you can't hang out tonight, it's okay. Uh, we're going to be running them at their normal time tomorrow, 10 a.m., and then two weeks from tomorrow, 10 a.m. again. All right, a couple of questions that came through for you already, Dr. Scott. Uh, as cool. I said, we're talking about clubs today. Uh, how long should a club meeting last? And this is a good question because we talked about how you should have breaks in between so yeah. people can relax and socialize. You know, how long is too long to, to even keep them there? You know, it depends on the content. And generally, we, we start about 6.30 and about 9 okay. or so. But there was one meeting not too long ago. I said, look, I still have to talk about this. Do you guys want me to go on? And it was 9.45. Oh, wow. And we had a vote. I still talked, and they voted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So sometimes people are, are it depends so into on the content, it. Yeah. Uh, but usually, you know, two hours is probably a pretty good meeting. Yeah. Okay. And and then while we're on it, because we haven't really talked about how you know how often you, you should be having these meetings. Yours is once a month. Once right? ours is pretty strict. It's once a month. It's a first. It's the last Monday of the month. Do you yeah. know of anybody who has it more than once a month? No. No. I know people have it a lot less. Oh. Okay. Uh, some people, uh, they'll do it just in seasonal. Yeah. They'll have it like four times a year or twice a year kind of thing. Okay. Uh, just kind of depends on uh, how many people are there, that kind of thing. Okay. But generally, if you can have a set time, that's better for people that don't make it every time. We have people that don't make it for a couple of months, but they always know when we're going to be there. Okay. And they kind of look forward to that, and then they show up. If we you know, didn't have it every time, we'd have a lot less members, I think. Okay. All right, we got H2 on the line who wants to ask you a question. Uh, looks like about uh, ages of people at the club. H2, what's happening, brother? Hey, Justin. How you guys? Doing all right. Just uh, doing the club. Good to hear D on the phone. That was awesome. Yeah, that's great to hear a voice, huh? No doubt. No doubt. Mid the night. Mid the night. I agree. Hey, I, this, is, this is a great topic for me because I'm in a town that's uh, north of Dallas-Fort Worth, it's not close to a beer club. There's beer clubs in, in Dallas and Fort Worth, but uh, they're a little far away for us. So I've been thinking about setting up a brew club here, but I'm in a college town, which which means there's obviously a lot of under 21 people around. 
Yeah. You set this thing up. I'm really worried about the age. And I, you, get, you talked about it a little bit earlier, but I just wanted to touch on a little bit more. Okay. And um, you know, how can how can we protect ourselves with those things? Does he have to exclude the college kids, or can he let them in there, Doc? Well, that's tough. If you're going to be serving them beer, it's like the, let's just imagine the cops coming in. Yeah. You're having a party. Yeah. Your brew yeah, club is a party, and beer. you're the older guy serving beer to younger people. Yeah. Uh, that that's what they're going to look legally. That's what they're going to look at. So uh, they keep doing that. Uh, if you can, you know, put wristbands on them so they don't drink, that might help you. But then nobody. What about can... liability contracts, things like that? It, those things are tough because yeah. uh, you know anybody can sue anybody. Yeah. They, they don't hold water. They yeah. can help a little bit. Uh, depends on the judge. Yeah. And how much leeway he's going to give you. See, I would say that prevention is your better bet because... Ser- I mean, even serving a- beer to minors is not cool. You're yeah. going to get enough old guys like us uh, that want to be in your club and brew beer. Yeah. Because you got the, you got the stuff that's so far away. Yeah. I mean, I would say... Uh, you know what I'm thinking? Are you in a dry county? Yes. Oh, you are? Yeah. That's why Texas sucks. Yeah. No. Sh- <laughs> uh, see, you know what? Are you up I'm- by Rockwall? Did I ask you that? No, no. I'm well. I'm I'm well west of that. I'm um I'm up in Cook County, north of um, Denton. Okay. You know where Louisville's at? Where uh, north farther that? See, I am such a spoiled douchebag because I ca- I've been in a dry county only once in my life. I did some traveling across the country. I ended up in a in a dry county in Arkansas, and it was one of the worst experiences I've ever had. <laughs> and two, it's so foreign to me. It's so unbelievable to me that there are still places in the country that you're not allowed to buy alcohol. That I I'm so spoiled. It's I it's un I can't even fathom. But it's so stupid because well, you walk right across the the county line and there you go. And you pick it up, yeah. Yeah. Well, here's here's how Texas works: is is if you're in a dry county, the cities themselves can vote and decide whether they want to carry beer and wine. Mm. Um, so a lot of the cities in a dry county can carry it, but uh, the county itself is still considered dry. It's, yeah, it's a really really strange situation, but it's kind of uh, it's the almighty most dollar. Of the cities in the area do, but. Well, I, I would say go ahead and start up your homebrew club, but you're going to have to check IDs when you sign up members, and definitely sign up members, because uh, you don't want to be that party that's serving alcohol to minors. Yeah. There's a cop there, and he's going to bust you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or, or every yeah. other, or who's in charge here, and it's going to be uh, the guy that's the adult over 21 serving beer to minors, and that, that's all the law is going to look at. Yeah. Oh, which, and, and what, okay, okay, well then here's a real good question for you, Doc, then is, is how often do you guys drink beer at the club? Every I would time. imagine it's probably every time, right? Every time. But sometimes it's enough for three times. <laughs> but what I'm thinking, and, and I don't, I'm just kind of thinking off the top of my head, I'm trying to think creatively about how you could do this, because I hate to exclude people, uh, and I think that just because, you know, maybe you're not allowed to drink doesn't mean you shouldn't be there uh, to, to figure out how to drink beer. I think H2, if it doesn't matter that you serve beer every time, but you have to be diligent about who's drinking, and you really like Doc says when they sign up for the club, you know they need to they need to present their ID, and you need a list of of who's old and, and old enough and who's not. Right. And and I yeah, know that sounds like a pain in the ass, but you know what? It's it's the only way to be all inclusive. 
Well, here's another scary scenario. They go out with their buddies and get hammered up on Miller Lighter Cruise Light before they come to the meeting. Yeah. And then we've got beer at the meeting, and then they get stopped afterwards. And well, I'll tell you what. You know what? In that case, uh, that actually, to me, falls under the douchebag category, and I think you should keep douchebags out of your club anyway. Yeah, you can keep so people if, out. If they're not mature enough to be at a homebrew club meeting to actually do something uh, involved with homebrew, then they shouldn't be there anyway. And I think yeah. you would kind of weed people out in that sense. Because you're right. But... You know what? You don't want actually. You don't want the guy who's forty years old out getting drunk before the meeting showing up at that thing either. To be quite honest, right? You got to come yeah. across as you're a brewing club, not a drinking club. Yeah. And after at first, right. you're going to get everybody in there. After a while, it's going to be oh, you know, they'll kick me out if I'm you know just there to drink. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe the maybe the safest bet when you start up is is twenty one and over. Yeah. No, it's not. Well, I it, guess should, it's, it should be 21 and over. If you feel like it's going okay, then you're going to have to have wristbands. Yeah. And yeah. the police come in, you got wristbands. Yeah. It's the same as anything else. All right, yeah. H2. Thanks, brother. All right, guys. Hey, take care. Thank you. Enjoy the dry county, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will. All right, man. Bye now. It's so dry. 888-401-BEER is our number if you have any questions uh, for Doc. And uh, feel free to send them through. JP tells me the chat was wanting H2 to hang up the phone. <laughs> what was that all about? I don't know. I think it's because uh, BuzzCut and a couple other people want to call in. They want to call. Drunk of the week. Uh, yeah, right. but they they, they didn't say that. They just said, uh, hang the, up. <laughs> leave, the fine, uh, leave the phone lines open. Yeah. Okay. All right, Dr. Scott, uh, let's start talking, uh, and we have uh, a little bit already, but let's start talking about uh, content okay. for, for, for the beer club. Uh, and, and I think that this is really, you know, one of the most important things because you got to decide, um, you know, what kind of things you, you're going to cover. And I think uh, we've already uh, – I just want to use your example in this case because you can't run the gamut of, you know, if it's a right. pizza and beer club, then don't worry about content. But yours in particular, you guys really focus on some things. And like, like you did last year, it was for 2006. Is that yeah. what you're all great? Mm-hmm. What's, your, what's your topic for this year? Uh, you're hitting me up there. I, I don't remember. Don't remember. I don't, I, okay. I don't remember. It's Fair enough. You're only two months into it. Yeah. <laughs> I've only had like one or two meetings. With yeah, you. you've only had to cover the topic twice this year. <laughs> Relax, have a homebrew. Yeah, that's your topic, I think. Uh, so anyway, you, you know, you really want to plan these things. So uh, th- there's a couple of things that you can do. We, so we've already talked about having uh, technical discussions, which, which uh, you know, I think is important. Um, uh, and we've mentioned briefly club competitions. What's a club-only comp? Club-only competition is... Uh, part of getting your club on the map for homebrew club of the year uh, you get points one place is for the first round and the second round of the NHC and the other the other place is for uh, during the year they have club only competitions each club can send in one beer that represents whatever thing they're doing oh, I uh, see. the next one coming up uh, at the end of the month is going to be for extract beers it's got a extract has to make up at least fifty percent of the fermentables. Okay. And each club, ideally, should get together. Everybody throws their beer on the table, uh, vote for which one's going to represent the club, and that actually gets you points to homebrew club of the year. Okay. All right. It's a and nice place to do it. You get first, second, and third place. Get points. And here's a reason to start a club right there. Quaff. Right, very large club out of Southern California. How many years in a row have they won the club competition now? As long as I can remember. Someone needs, and and I don't have anything against Quaff, 
per se. I just always think, you know, as much like uh, my family, a bunch of Yankee fans, and I don't have anything against the Yankees, but I will root for them to get taken out of their throne well, just because I never think that somebody should be on the top for too long. Except, of course, the Brewing Network. If we stay at the top, that's yeah. fine. Well, Doze was, what, fifth in the country overall? Yeah, we were we, we were nothing, and then we were 15th, and now we're fifth. No yeah. kidding. So we're, we're moving up. You got high hopes for this year, yeah, I bet. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Quaff uh, you know, is a great club, and as far as I'm concerned, they're our benchmark. Okay. That's where we're going for. Yeah. If, uh, they also have, like, what, 200 uh, active members in the right. club. I mean, well, but you need a benchmark too. Oh, you, you do the, for sure. You need someone to kick you in the yeah. ass. You know, we need the bar. Okay, so this is a club competition thing. That's why you have those. And the, and the last meeting, you guys just ran one to to send on a couple beers, right? Right. right. Okay. So what happens uh, if you're if you're going to enter one of these club only competitions in order to gain points for your club? Do you let the whole club enter their beers and then uh, you guys choose which one goes on? We used to when we were a smaller club. We would have we let everybody know this is coming up during three months or whatever ahead of time. Brew for this one. If it's going to be a certain kind of beer, and then the month before, bring it in. They bring it in. We'd let everybody taste it, yeah. and we'd all vote on it. We can't do that anymore, okay? Because we're too big. It takes too much part of the meeting. Uh, too many people. Too many beers floating around. People hit. People hit way too many uh, hoppy beers, and they can't taste anything anymore. So generally, what I'll do is I'll pick uh, some of the best brewers in the room. Which is pretty high caliber. Yeah, ask me. You guys, you do have some great brewers. Here. And you're talking uh, about John Plisse and um, um, uh, Gary Foster. We, we've got uh, Mike McDole. Mike McDole. Um, Jamil's usually there. So we got a lot of things going. We got a lot of our club just in general has just, just killer brewers. Okay. And when we get that going, I just. We'll send that send the beer to them. There'll be four or five of them, and they'll decide which one's going, and then we'll announce it at the end of the meeting. Okay. And uh, that's another thing the club pays for is the the mailing packaging to send it out. You, you know, as an individual, you shouldn't take one for the team. Yeah. And when it costs you, it might cost you to overnight it. You know, a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. If it's got to go out overnight, if it, and I would suggest in the summertime, you overnight it. You don't want it sitting on the hot tarmac somewhere. In the wintertime, it's not too bad because it's, if it's going to be sitting as cargo somewhere, uh, it's be cold wherever it is. depends on where it is. But it's going to cost you more to overnight it. And if you want to win a competition and you've got a delicate beer and it's July or August and it's going to Florida, you might want to think about that one. So the club will take care of that one. That's another thing that our dues does for us. Okay. Help you. Your dues do. Dues do for us. Dues does for does. Okay. Uh, I got Buzz cut on the line. He wants to do uh, Drunk of the Week. Yeah, be careful. Yeah, I'm wondering I, if I, I just want to see him get more. They're spitting fire more. today. And I, I mean, you know. Because it's so you. Watch it. Yeah, I know. But just watch it. Really? I almost hung I, up I kind of wonder if I should just keep going with the topic. Matt, I almost, I almost you know hung what? up Diffuse on Diffuse the situation. Just, just diffuse the situation. Hey, Buzz no, cut. Actually, Hi there. I have actually questions. Oh, you do? Oh, I just got well, the you message. Didn't, you didn't preface it with that. You liar. My my uh, <laughs> phone screener told me you're calling for drunk. That's why we have a screener, Buzz. Well, yeah, but see, look. All right, I started off with a Miller Lite, and then I went to two Optimiters. I've had two arrogant <laughs> bastard ales yeah. and another Optimiter. Have you so started talking I to probably, your dog yet? No, actually, I'm in a hotel room on an Air Force base in Las Vegas. 
Oh, that sounds like a good time. <laughs> and you can, yeah, get, no. you can get Optimator in Vegas on a base. Uh, on a base. Oh. oh yeah, hell yeah! I can get a six pack of Optimator for three bucks. Wow! Hey, you know what? For the I'm going to say this. I'm going to say it one time only. <laughs> wow. Uh, God bless the U.S. military. There you go. They can fly it That's in themselves. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. And and the the arrogant bastards. They're they're going for a buck and a half for yeah. a 22 ounce. That's money wasted. Hey, there's a lot of reasons to God bless the U.S. military. But to me, right now at this moment in my life, yeah, I'm he was thinking God about joining up. I'm saying God bless them for uh, having good beer selection. So I'm here. Here's boot camp. Where do I get the so, free beer? And you can eat. You can drink so at 18. Here, here's the question. All right, go All ahead. Right. Go. So my club. That I belong to the yeah. Washoe Zypher Zemergis. Okay. Out of, out of Reno. Reno. Yeah. Yep. They send all of our uh, beers that are going to competitions to B3. What's the lag time for uh, the sending from B3 to the competition? Okay. Well, usually um, it depends because sometimes they'll, they'll judge it right on site. Oh, you guys will judge on site. Uh, a lot of times, it, it's it's judge that or right around. They'll get it to B three and they'll put it in their cold box. Yeah, and they'll hold it there. And uh, generally, that's it's well stored. Let me tell you. Yeah, I think this is the more important part of your question, actually. And and I'm not going to answer for B three, uh, but. I think the key buzz is not how long it takes to get to where the beer is supposed to go. It's how the beer is handled on the bef- way. Uh, on the way, and well, I, I, I've seen I've seen Rob, my the my local homebrew store president of whatever. Yeah, I've seen him handle it. Okay, He's get he'll get a six pack in, and he will immediately drop it into the cooler or ship it out like same day that he gets it but from there to you guys it's only a trouble time for the ups truck yeah yeah but is it on a truck going over the hot desert yeah dude we're talking a three-hour drive yeah. Then it's fine. No, it, 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 it can sit. It's where it sits is the issue. It does. It's oh, if you ever like done your uh, tracking, tracking numbers. Why is that sitting in Illinois? I want this yeah. now. Yeah, and it sits there for twenty four hours in in some warehouse. And look, in in some ways, there's really no way around it. I mean, you have to ship your beer, and you got to leave it to a shipping company who who do, they just know that it's a box. Uh, but minimizing every bit of risk along the way is kind of key. And then if you've made a good beer and it's a clean beer, it can stand up to a little bit of abuse. I mean, it can sit on a right. UPS truck for a couple of days. If you've made a bad beer, and by it's bad beer, I mean, it's just, of course it's going to get worse. I mean, maybe the beer's great when it's in your kegerator, but it can't stand to warm up a little bit. It gets oxidized real quick, and then you get cardboard. And, and I'll tell you what, in my opinion... That's part of the competition scene. It means that not only do you have to produce a beer that tastes good right out of your kegerator, but it's got to be stable enough to handle a, a little bit of transportation. When the, when the drop-off was in San Diego, yeah. it was, hey, Jamil's driving down. Who's putting their stuff in his van? <laughs> right. Okay, so so the next question is, okay. if, if you're doing the beer transfer from... You know that you're gonna, you've got a good beer, and you're going to do from club competition to club competition, like my club does with does. Yeah. Right? And if you're going to do from, uh, you know, your Cornelius cake to bottle and then ship it. Yeah. 
how are, uh, what's the best method to do it? Let's let's get real with this. I do it really everybody late. Everybody wants to know. Okay. I, I do it late. I don't bottle stuff way ahead of time because uh, using the bottle when you're bottling, you're gonna. Put some oxygen in it. CO two kill that's gonna die. Well, yeah, yeah. If you put some oxygen in in it, and I leave it in the keg as long as I can. I'll I'll usually bottle right before the competition because it's the oxidation that takes a little bit of time. If I've bottled it three months ahead of time, it gets that oxidation a lot of time to catch up. Yeah. So it's better in my keg than it is in the bottle. I agree. I agree with that one, one hundred percent. Except on the same token, I'm really lazy, and I, I can be up Thursday night uh, till midnight bottling stuff when it's got to be out on Friday. Friday morning, yeah. yeah. All right. So, if you had a Cornelius keg, good CO two in the keg, and you shot it from a Cobra gun or a Cobra head into a bottle and capped it, where are you going to be? Well, I, now this is a different. Now you're talking about whether or not we should use counter pressure fillers. That's a different show. But you're, and it's but okay. It's not. No, it's fine. We can we can address a little bit. I just want to get to the nature of the question. You're talking about whether or not you should use a, a counter pressure bottle filler so that you can eliminate oxygen. But you're also, if you don't have a counter pressure filler, you're talking about techniques to right. bottle it and to reduce to the utmost the amount of oxygen that you get get in there. So so just really quickly, I would say, and this is not from personal experience, but from uh, just my experiences with people who have done great in competitions and who swear by different methods. John Plissé is one of them. John Plissé swears by the counter-pressure bottle filler, and he's great at using it, and he's got the technique down, and that is a way to uh, purge the bottle of all oxygen, and you just put CO2 in it before you put the beer in it, and then as you put the beer in it, it keeps a, it, you know, it's only pushing then out uh, the, the oxygen no, and the CO2, CO2. Right. and then you, and then you cap it. So uh, it's a whole show about how to use a counter-pressure filler, but I would, A, number one, say if you have the wherewithal and the means to do it, you should be using a counter-pressure filler, and you could use something like the beer gun or uh, B3 sells their own model of a counter-pressure filler. Now, if you don't have all that, uh, something that's been done for for ages and ages and should be a practice for everybody is it's a simple term, and it's capping on foam. And that is basically when you fill the bottle, if you think about what uh, the head of a beer, okay, the suds on the top of your beer, it's essentially pure CO2. So if your beer bottle, whatever you've, you know, if you've poured into the beer bottle and it's overflowing with foam, uh, this is a fantastic thing that should be happening. Because what you have to assume then is all of that foam is CO2 and it has a purging nature of its own. And if you cap as it's overflowing, you're you're pretty likely to have eliminated as as much O2 as possible. Another that's, another that's good thing with the co- how I do it. okay. Another good thing with the cobra head is if you can get uh, some tubing, they go over that so you can fill from the bottom rather than run, running it down the the side of the bar- the bottle. Great idea. Yeah. That's for my for my uh, um, growlers when I fill my growlers. I, I slip a little bit of beer tubing over the top of the cobra head and then fill that up and then put that in the refrigerator so I don't have to walk as far to the outside refrigerator until we have a little refrigerator next to yeah, it. Because I am an alcoholic. And, and a lazy I bastard. And like what's, what's good about that is you're going to be drinking it pretty quickly. Yeah. And it's not going to oh, get the heat. Yeah. It's not going to get anything. Oh, it's no, going to no, accelerate no. that. So if you can... I drank I drink a half... I drank a gallon and a half 
in the first quarter for the first half of the football game. So I'm all right. Good for you. All right, Buzz, great questions. And I'll tell you what, right now I think you have Sean Haggerty beat for Drunk of the Week. Uh, yeah. but, but Sean's we're, a pussy. We're going to give him another chance <laughs> if he wants to call back in. Uh, right now uh, you're a little chatty, and that makes you uh, our reigning Drunk of the Week uh, so far. Yeah, he's in the medium yeah. range. Yeah, yeah. All right, Buzz, thanks, brother. Later, dude. Cheers. Uh, good questions, actually. The, 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 those are great questions. And Doc's right. That is a whole other show about how to package your beer. But uh, since we were talking about club-only competitions, I think it fits in. Um, sure. Okay. It's uh, all about beer. It kind of fits. Here's a couple more questions that came through uh, uh, via the chat room about clubs. What, if anything, I like this question. What, what if, if anything, anything do you do about people who only show up for like a meeting or two? And, and, and then they don't come back. And, and to me, I think about this question, and I go, okay, now you have to decide, okay, these people have come to my meeting, and they decided this club wasn't for them, so now they've bailed. Do you leave them alone with that decision, or do you, uh, do you approach them and, and try to make the meeting you know, more something for them? Because you don't want everyone to show up and then never show up again. Uh, the first thing I do with new members is uh, they're usually there with a friend, so they're getting uh, subjected to... The club at, at large. Yeah. Uh, they get to know some people. I try to say hello to them. But when I'm running the meeting up front, the first thing I do is any new members here, and I make them stand up. You know, hi, I'm John. I'm a brewer. Yeah. How long have they been brewing? Uh, what do they like to brew? What's their favorite styles? Things like that. So everybody can see them. Yeah. And people actually will go talk to them more that way. So now they're more of a, instead of a lurkers, they're actually part of the meeting. Okay. And they have less... less uh, chance to be you know people that come in and i don't worry about people that show up once in a while if it's a lot of key people they'll drop out for like three four months they got things going on yeah and then they show up and they're just all apologetic like oh i have just so many meetings i'm sorry yeah you're here it's cool uh we're here every month at the same time that's that's what's good about having a structure they know where we're gonna be yeah and that's what helps i don't worry about people that are there or not there okay if it's not their club that's fine. It's not for them. Okay. I, I don't refund uh, any dues. Yeah. If that's your, if your your angle on that one, no. Too bad. <laughs> you paid and yeah. Okay. But uh, you know, if, if maybe if it tends to be the norm, you know, that people show up and then don't show up again, you might want to think about the structure of your club. I guess. Yeah. Uh, if, if they show up, don't pay the dues, and then they don't show up for a while, and they show up, and they show up, and they show up. You you might want to say, hey, yeah. throw some dues down. Okay. Because it's your club and your your help support it, uh, but you know it, it's their club. They can show up if they don't show up. You got the core people uh, that are going to do most of the work. Okay, and I got a handful of people. I got you know probably ten people that I can count on to do a lot of stuff. Now I've got more questions for you about that too, because I think delegating is is extremely important when it comes to the club and how much you can get out of it. Uh, before that, I've got Bob on the line, but he has nothing to say. So I, <laughs> according to my call screener, still on notes. the couch. So I'm going to leave him hanging out there for just hang on a second, Bob. I want to I want to move forward a little bit here. Another question that came through from the chat room for you, Doc. Um, this is a great question. Uh, what are the benefits of a of a local club? You know, one that you can show up at. As opposed to our club, you know, the Brewing Network, we have a great club here and, yeah. and and a lot of information. But I think this is a good question. What do you get out of having one that you show up at live? Uh, you can't taste other people's beers online. Yeah, yeah, and that that's a big key thing. You can't bring your beer in. I've said it before. You have a beer that you like, but you were going for something else. 
Oh, or you have a beer that there's some some taste in there. You just can't figure out what that is. Yeah, give it to somebody else, and somebody you get a, a couple. Of, yeah, it's good. Keep going. You're yeah. going to find somebody that goes, you know what? There's something that I can't I, just, I can't figure out. Or even better, somebody who's had that flavor in theirs yep. and has figured it and, out. And that's what training your palate's all about. Yeah. Someone says, that is diacetyl. Yeah. Or that yeah. is astringency. Yeah. And they're going to say, well, this is what you did. Sure. Did you do this? Yeah. Your pH is wrong or your mash temp is wrong or, uh-huh. or whatever it your might wife be. Was, your wife was uh, vacuuming the living room when you are yeah. trying to bottle. That's an excellent answer, actually, Doc. That that is a great thing about having a live local it, club. It, you can get instant feedback from your beer. You don't have to yeah. send it into a competition to, to to get some feedback. Yeah. And so you, it's all about making better beer the next time. Uh, you can ask your neighbors all the time. As long as most of them just tell us great beer. Yeah. In fact, of all the things we've talked about that's great to have a homebrew club, I'm thinking right now that A number one is uh, sharing yours uh-huh. and tasting other people's homebrews because we uh, I, in fact i just talked about this on the fm show yesterday uh i'll talk to you about our new fm time schedule uh but our fm show yesterday uh someone called in and said uh he was just into you know it's all craft beer on the fm yeah. show guy called in and he said hey my friend makes homebrew and it sucks so i <laughs> so what i want to know is does homebrew just suck or does my friend's home? What was your suck? What was your answer? My answer was, look, a lot of people's homebrew sucks. I was like, very often my homebrew sucks, dude. <laughs> but I know people. But I also said that hands down, one of the best beers I've ever had, homebrew or otherwise, came from a homebrewer. He had brewed it at home when Jamil did his first show here, and you yep. can go back and listen to the archive. And he handed me his beer, and I said, Jamil, I think that's the best beer I've ever drank in my life. And uh, I've had a lot of other beers since then, and I'd have to go back and decide uh, still if that's still the best beer. Uh, long story short, um, I think that going to a homebrew club is really going to allow you to decide whether or not what you're doing is acceptable or what you're doing is right. Like you're really onto a product. How many times have you heard, well, all my friends like my homebrew? Exactly. Homebrew. All my friends like it. But home, it's such a rainbow. Yeah. Uh, you can brew crappy beer and your friends will tell it's okay. Yeah. You can brew pretty good homebrew, but it ain't great homebrew. Yeah. You go to a homebrew meeting and you brewed a pale ale that all your friends think is great. You think it's pretty good. Yeah. And you got it and you taste somebody else's pale ale. It's just killer. And then you know. And you, and you go right to that guy and you say, taste mine. He goes, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Did you do this? And he'll give you pointers. Yeah. There's, there's no egos. Yeah. Egos go away. They all want to help you. And that's really great. And uh, he'll tell you, did you do this? Did you do that? I want to brew great beer. Yeah. And he'll give you... A couple of different things you go try there, and it's going to be better. Yeah. So next time you go in, may not be quite as good, but it's going to be awesome. Absolutely. It's all about knowledge. And it's just homebrew the, is is not a it's not a hobby where you want to be locked on your back patio or in your garage or in your kitchen. Uh, if if you know that part of the process, you want to be left alone. You want to do your thing. That's one thing. That's great. It's a good alone time kind of a hobby. But when you want to improve. And you really, it is something that you need feedback on. It's very similar to doing a radio show, I'll tell you that. If we did a radio show and never listened to any of the feedback, uh, if JP uh, never changed that, you know, when they say that he sounds like a big sissy and he should change the tone of his voice, yeah. you've gotten those emails, right? Sure. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah, your email works. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Now, if you don't ever like uh, take into account the feedback that you get, you're never going to improve. And homebrew is one of those hobbies. You know, look, you could fly model air model airplanes. Uh, either it flies or it doesn't. All right, if that's your hobby, you don't need a bunch of feedback to realize that right. your airplane either performs or it doesn't. But with homebrew, you do. Oh, you could paint pictures too. Yeah, and you know, I mean, I took some classes and I I, I can draw art now. Is yeah. it any good? But are you going to get any better? Yeah. And no. So a, a great point about uh, just being able to share. And <laughs> even though our club is great here that you can learn, you're not going to get the direct feedback. Yeah, the about direct you. feedback is, is quite key. And be careful Except about going you send to... send us your beer. Yeah. Be careful about going to the, your homebrew shop and giving them a beer. Yeah, how many times have we gotten that story? Yeah. Oh, that's great the, beer. And and the, and and even the guy who made the beer was like, "No, it's not that shit beer." And you're telling me it's great, so I buy more shit from you. Yeah, I, I took one in. I, I brewed a cherry ale, cherry amber ale. Yeah, it was the tartest, sourest thing. You knew it was bad. Uh, I, I knew it was okay, it was, okay, but I didn't know it, should it taste like this because yeah. I've never brewed one like with fruit like this. It was it was uh, natural fruit, everything, okay. and you I didn't know it. it in. I didn't know. It. He goes, "That's pretty good." <laughs> that's not what I'm looking for. Yeah, you're like, could I have some feedback? Yeah. Because it's not good. That's good beer. Yeah. So you want to take the rest of the day? He goes, no. Okay. <laughs> so uh, it's that, I guess it's a non-ego feedback. They don't, the, your homebrew club's not going to get anything out of it. Yeah. They're not going to get more business out of it from you. Yeah. No, but I mean, I think a lot of the shop owners, uh, speaking of being in that position, it's a fine line on how do you give feedback to someone without telling them they are a really crappy brewer oh, and they should really stop. Just well, don't well, worry if, about if it. If the homebrew club or the homebrew shop <laughs> actually has uh, lessons yeah. on every Saturday, every other Saturday, hey, take a lesson. Yeah, you do no, it there. Yeah, but I mean, that's what I'm saying. It, it's, it's a hard, it's a fine line. Not everyone who owns a homebrew shop really cares well, about it. Well, a lot beer. of the guys that yeah. have homebrew shops don't know good beer either. That's this true. is true. And I like all they, all they got they get blasted with homebrew after homebrew after homebrew. Yeah. And if it's all the best is mediocre, that's a pretty good beer. <laughs> all right, I have a couple more things in my outline for you, Doc. Let's take Bub first, and then we're going to try to wrap up this discussion. We're going to talk to Bub. Discussion. We're going to talk to. Probably passed out on the phone. By I'll now. tell you what. I want to say this, and and hey, Bub, you there, buddy? Yeah, I'm here. All right, hang on a second. I do want to say this about <laughs> Sounds so solemn. Let me tell you what happens. Uh, we give Bub a bunch of shit every time he calls in. Well, because it's fun and because he deserves it. Uh, but I do want to say this. Uh, Bub was fantastic last week, and he called in uh, with a very sincere phone call. I mean, here's a guy that everybody expects to call in and just be kind of dicking around and the whole thing. And he called in, and, and he called in before anybody else did, and which isn't a surprise. Uh, but, but, but before anybody else had said, you know, listen, I'm actually genuinely upset about Daniela leaving, and I'm genuinely not feeling good. And Bub did that, and I actually, I'm being serious with you, Bub. I felt... Pretty goddamn touched about your phone call last week when you called in and you were just like, man, I, I, I don't even know what to say. I'm just real bummed. And that was a – I liked that. That's part of our community, man. And you stepped up. So that's my props to you, all right? Okay, hang well, on, I think I'm the only one that was uh, willing to admit it on the air anyway, but I think it was more than just me that felt that way. I think you're absolutely right, but you admitted it. So. And coming from you, it meant a lot because we expected you to call up and make some douchebag comment like you're probably going to do <laughs> right now. So should no, we not I'm, have a bump timer be, right now? I'm going to be good for, uh, well, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I actually kind of could uh, bring something uh, to, to the, the conversation. Fantastic. To the, to the table. By the way, I'm if not going to give you any more positive comments this year, so I hope that that was enough. 
Uh, just, you know, for you mopes out there that are deciding that you might want to start a homebrew club or need some fresh ideas for your homebrew club, and also maybe to get some money in there, what our club does, and I'm a very poor participant, but nonetheless, is we have a competition every month that has, there's an open and there's a style, and we base our style based on the, uh, the, the style competition, the club Are you fighting Jedi Knights behind you? What is no, that? No, I'm like playing the I've tuning forks. Like clock. <laughs> God damn it. No, Turn it's, it's medieval out. stuff. It's, it's medieval. Gonging through his it's castle. Over now. Okay, sorry. But, go yeah, go so ahead, we, please. We've got a we've, we've got a style based on the the club only competition. We've got an open, so you bring whatever you've got. Everybody sets up there. Everybody comes in and they get a they get two little tokens. You pay two bucks, one for each token, and you put your token in the bag for whichever beer you like best in the one of the two categories, either okay. the open or the the style based one. Yeah. Club gets half the money. The winners get the other half. And you get to taste a lot of beer that way. That's a great idea. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's actually a, that's I'm, I'm a gonna, really... I'm going to... That's a good move idea. Move that into my club. We used to do this segment on lunch meat. Bub, you know, you, you listen to lunch meat. Uh, JP and I, and, and we still do it. We just haven't gotten a lot of uh, reaction from homebrew clubs lately. But we would interview a homebrew club, not to find out all the intricate information that we're talking about today, but to find out new ideas like that. We would say, hey, what do you do as a homebrew club that's different? And we got some fantastic suggestions. Yeah, we that, did. You know, uh, oh, One really? of them was like, uh, you, like where you'd make an imperial porter in a barrel. And if oh, you, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. If you took out five gallons, you had to put in five gallons, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that was a club type of a thing. Great suggestion. Yeah. And Bub, you, the one you just made, that's a, a great suggestion. That's a hell of a one. So, what is your local club there? Uh, Forest City Homebrewers or Forest City Brewers. And how many people it, are in that? You know, I, I, I've been so shitty the last you know year to be honest with you. You know, with the kids and all that yeah. stuff that I haven't really been around, but. You know, we get a, you, 10, 15 people showing up at a meeting. Okay. We probably have triple that in alleged membership. Okay. You know, whether those people pay or not, yeah, it's hard yeah. to say. But, you know, at the big parties, like the Oktoberfest party or whatever we'll have, they'll uh, show up for that, you know. And what what is your dues structure? You guys pay uh, yearly fees? Yeah, 20 or 25 bucks. And does that pay for like things that. like your Oktoberfest party and stuff like that? Yeah, it pays for the brats and uh, and a keg of beer, and people bring their own, and it pays for the Christmas party, you know, which is usually at somebody's house, and we, you know, they buy a, a handful of cases of beer or whatever, or something decent. Okay. One of the other things we do, which is kind of cool, during those competitions, since there's not a club only every month, the uh, we'll do a like a kit, and everybody has to buy the same kit from the local homebrew store. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it's based on, and it's usually extract, because, like, a good percentage of our brewers are extract brewers. Okay. Is, uh, you know, it's an extract kit. Everybody gets the same ingredients. You have to use them, but your process determines what your beer tastes like. Yeah, right. That's, that's what, what I that do, does too. what that does if people actually document the process, which, you know, that's a, a decent percentage do, you can, you know, go around and taste those beers and say, this is what this does. This makes this change yeah. in your beer. I do that a lot too. I, I give a, a single recipe. I usually give two recipes: one for extract, one for all grain. You have to use everything in it, but you can do mash temps yourself. You can do fermentation temperatures, all that stuff. Lagering, if you want to do that, that's all different. That's all brewing process. Yeah. All I want you to do is use the same recipe. You have two months. Bring it in. It's amazing. You get all different beers. 
I, I love that. In fact, that that is just an awesome idea because we've even talked about that outside of the club. That if you if you have everybody brewing the same beer, but whatever their process is determines how the beer comes out. What a great way to utilize your club. It's the cook, not the recipe. Yeah, yeah, that's a good thing. All right, Bub. Th- hey, that was some some good information. I didn't even have to turn on the Bub timer. Oh, you want to turn it on? Yeah, no, we're good. We're good. <laughs> Thanks, brother. That's awesome. All right. All right, man. Bye. And uh, by the way, if you haven't seen the new Bub Avatar, you need to join our <laughs> forum. It's got the ass hat on it. Well, it turns out that Bub got so, uh, you distraught. know, sort of distraught and hammered and depressed last week for the for D-Day that uh, his wife actually had to send in a picture that of was, him. That was sad. He was he, On Tuesday. He was shirtless, of course. As, on Tuesday. As Bub is wont to be. Uh, he... he he had a sad face drawn across his bare, with dis- lipstick, disgusting chest. Uh, he had all that and, and cheap beer strewn all about, and cheap gin. And he yeah. was very upset. He had uh, lined himself up with a. I like that it was Tuesday. Yeah. By the time we saw all this, all right, I do want to wrap up this uh, topic here soon, but I am getting more phone calls now. Okay, we got- fine. We got John Foster, who's at the Twenty First Amendment right now. And Wait, he's, where he's, else does he live? He says he's drunk dialing us right now. John Foster, what's happening, man? John. Hello, how's it going? Uh, it's going great. Are you, are you drinking at the two one A or what? Well, I've been drinking since Friday at uh, at, at noon. <laughs> wow, just nice. nonstop. We took the we took the uh, the train down to Fresno. Yeah, and we did uh, a, a episode of Beer School called "What's in Nico's Fridge." Oh, that's a good. <laughs> Nico is the co-owner of the Twenty First Amendment. If you don't know, and also if you don't know, Beer School is John Foster's new podcast, uh, where he's uh, it's not for you brewers out there, but it's for your friends who you need to you need to train to drink stuff other than Pabst like JP Pabst Blue Ribbon. Uh, you can you can have them tune into Beer School because it's about beer appreciation. So you were at Nico's and just talking about what uh, kind of stuff he had, huh? That's right, and you know he had a really amazing fridge. Okay. You know, a lot of people have like really stupid beer in their fridge, like you know, Corona or maybe a, maybe a, uh, I don't know, something stupid. Yeah. And Nico had these amazing beers in his fridge. Like he had Oud Goose, and he had oh. another thing. Nine-year-old bottle of watermelon wheat. Yeah, he had a nine-year-old bottle of watermelon wheat. Oh, beer. but that's good. Oh, that didn't taste good. Come no. on, let's face no, it. No, no, no. It, it tasted awesome. And so no. what we did was we opened it, you. and we poured forg- it in glasses, yeah. and it tasted like a nine-year-old bottle of wheat. Yeah, come on. Yeah, which does that taste good. good, John. John uh, Foster, was, come on. That John, could not, let's be honest. John, here. he didn't age that. He forgot about that it. That could not have been good. No, no. Actually, you know what? I would know. Here's the thing. I would never lie about a nine-year-old bottle of beer. Yeah. Liar. Normally, it's infected or it's, it, it's bad or it's, it's just, just and, and when it's wheat, whatever. it's just but old. This beer, like you know, it's it 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 did the 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 ninety percent thing. It survived. Really. So it was good, huh? And, you know, it was all mellowed out. It didn't taste like a Jolly Ranch or anything like that. Okay. And you know how Sean O's always going on about how wonderful the watermelon wheat is? But this was a wonderful watermelon wheat. All right. It wasn't uh, even watermelon funk. I'll take your word for no, it. No, no. And, and here's the thing. The difference between watermelon funk and watermelon wheat that was nine years old yeah. was remark. So watermelon funk tastes like cucumbers. This, uh. did, this did not taste like cucumbers. It tastes like watermelon. Wow. 
JP, did our pizza just arrive? Is that what you is that what you were uh, pointing out? I think so. Yeah, I heard the show's done. The door. Hey, John Foster, I think our pizza just got here, man. Thank you. Oh. Man. Oh, it showed up? I think so. I wanted to thank you we for that. We haven't actually seen the pizza. No. I haven't eaten since last Sunday when you were here and you, <laughs> and, and you brought bacon. Oh, well, you know, I brought bacon. I hope you survived on the, the three packs of bacon that I brought you. I did. I Actually, when I say I haven't eaten, I meant I haven't eaten anything but bacon. Uh, did, John, did you have uh, bacon put on the pizza? Oh, you, no, no, I didn't. I, it's a pepperoni and a vegetarian. Like, I figured I, I didn't know who was totally at the BN. No, you're you know, a good sometimes, man. Sometimes uh, the people at the BN are a bit, you know, airy-fairy. Yeah, we, get a, <laughs> we do get a little fruity sometimes, that's it's true, true and, and that's okay, you know. All right, John, hey, thank you for the pizza, yes, and uh, thanks for the update on uh, Beer School, my brother. There it is. So hey, it's all right. Pizza's here. here. Hey, go to San Francisco and, like, get the imprint. Absolutely. We sent it to you as a gift. Okay, fantastic. Thank you. Thanks, brother. Right on. See you. All right, thanks. John Foster, everybody. You can go to beerschool.com. You could also search on iTunes for Beer School. You'll find his podcast. And, you smell uh, that, man? He's a good guy. And he sent this pizza. I mean, come on. Yeah. We made, We were actually made, We really were making a joke when yeah. we said that you got to send us pizza to, every week, although it really is a fantastic feature. And, and it, it worked. To sell it, I promised a... Uh, uh, to, uh, to sell it, I promised uh, Doc would call whoever delivered us pizzas. So oh, Doc, <laughs> that's that's the catch: is you have to uh, All right. you have to you, call. You have to call John Foster. I All can right. do that. So I, uh, mm, mm-hmm. mm, pizza. Well, here I'm torn because I not because I want to start. Eat, I want to eat after the show so we can relax. And it's eat. fine. It's in the box. But I want to kind of wrap up this topic. But we also have one more break to take. Uh, JP, who is that? Should I just take that right away? Yeah, it's uh, Sean Haggerty again. He's like, he's like, no, 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 JP. Justin told me that I could call in and try to be drunk of the week again. <laughs> oh ha- my God, Haggerty, ha- this guy, he's so gay. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to be drunk of the week. No you gotta way. get past JP first. Yeah, how are you? How you, how you holding up, Haggerty? Well, it's horrible, man. I'm telling you, yeah. all this drinking there- and you might not even be drunk of the week. Shut up, JP. <laughs> yeah. That was Doc, really? by the way. <laughs> well, okay, I don't like Doc either. Then. <laughs> I'll tell you, you do sound better than the last call. I had given it to Buzzcut because he was more chatty. You know, you know, you well, start to that drink. middle ground, chatty middle ground. But wait, you, wait, you're wait, sounding angry. No. Jesus, man, I've had a lot of beers. I've been trying to catch up hard. See, that's the angry part. Wait, I mean, yeah, I'm putting Haggerty no, I'm up right now. I, I'd say Haggerty. Yeah, Haggerty, right. Okay, you're back on top for Drunk of the Week so far. Well, wait. Yeah. Okay, do I have to smooch any more butt here to get like on top here? No, you just got to sound drunk. It's can, not can about... Can you smooch butt and be angry at the same time? It's not about kissing ass. It's about sounding hammered, you know. That's what Drunk well, of the Week's all about. Well, take You guys got to take the example from MedTech. JP comes on every day of the week when he gets on with you guys, and he's like hammered like beyond belief. <laughs> it's true, but the example for Drunk of the Week is MedTech. If you listen to when MedTech calls in, there I don't yeah. have to ask him any interrogating questions to find out that he's been drinking. Oh, yeah. Well, but, you know, I, I, I talk with MedTech, and you know what he does? He goes out and has like a bowling thing going on prior to the show. Oh, really? Oh, bowling, that athletic thing has drinking involved. Oh, look at you calling him out oh, right yeah. now. Are you, call, I, are you calling yeah, him a ringer? First off, bowling, bowling's not athletic. So yes, it is. And it, and it, it, no, it's not. Drinking is required. It, drinking's required, and no, it's not athletic. They're athletes. <laughs> They're okay. not athletes. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Dr. Scott, yeah. they are, and yeah. you and me are athletes, too. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are, are ass-elites. <laughs> 
Oh, so you, wow, I didn't know that that was MedTech's little dirty secret. Yeah. You know, I, I went out and had uh, dinner with him and his wife. Yeah. And uh, they're they're nice folks. They He's got a hot wife, too. Go okay, ahead, you can say it. Bowl, so get off it, yeah. You can say it. Okay. We should have a instead of listener pick section in the forum. We should we have, have a, a wife wives picture. Pick. Se- yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're both very nice too. When we met them in New York, uh, you know, at the beginning, you could tell she was like, "Fuck this, I don't want to be here." <laughs> the ass hats. But hey, hey, how, you know what? She, she really hung in there and was actually really cool. How Good. does her hair look? Yeah, yeah her hair look. She had, she had great hair, I thought. Right. That was like, like like a hundred and twenty dollar hairdo that she did. Oh, is there? Oh, then in fact it looked like a hundred and twenty. See, I thought Sean was saying that uh, he could style her hair better than her hairstylist, so I thought he was a little jealous. <laughs> hey, hey JP, might take him all JP. night. Hi, Sean. Yeah. Hey, JP, pull me. All right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll tell you what, Haggerty, I'm putting you back on top for drunk of the week. Uh, we still got a little That's bit of show left. Um, we'll That's s- all it takes. Me being rude. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that is it. You don't got to do too much, man. Okay. You just got to. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, you may have to. I'll tell you what. If someone calls in and defeats you, you're going to have to call back and you defend have a chance your title. To defend. But but right now you're on top. Okay. Okay. Thanks, man. Right, hey, fair. you know what? I love all you guys except JP and Doc. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's oh. the first time that's ever happened. Oh, Thanks, yeah. Haggerty. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Man. All right, brother, hang in there. <laughs> all right. Okay, bye. <laughs> uh, seriously, that is the first time that's ever happened. Okay, uh, we're going to take a real quick break. Okay, it's actually not too quick. It's about eight minutes long. Uh, but we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and we're going to wrap things up with Doctor Scott. I have one Wrapping more. Uh, just to, I, I just want to cover a little more content with you about what you do at these shows, uh, at these club meetings, rather. And uh, once we finish that, uh, we'll be able to get out of here. Don't forget that the Jamil show. It's a special bonus. It's live coming up right after this show tonight, and you're going to get two editions of it. So hang in there. The Jamil show is coming up soon. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network.
Next to it, grab yourself a paper towel and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Google Network. Soldier, so cause you can't afford it. Left your home California on your own.
Crash at the break there, everybody. The brand new album is available now. You can go to coldhotcrash.com. There's a lot more songs on it than I've ever played you before. They gave me a uh, five-song demo that I had always played before, and now it's a 12-song CD. So coldhotcrash.com. It's really an awesome uh, CD. That was nice to hear that song again. It's a good... uh, Good tune, Good tune. Uh, and they did a couple of the songs. They came in and played them live, and we we never were able to play the the recorded version because we didn't have it. Yeah, but now it's all on the new album, and uh, you nice guys and have, polished. It's great. They, they did it. It's fully mastered. They did a really a fantastic job on it. I encourage you to go buy the album. Uh, they uh, have spent a lot of time. In fact, I'll go out on a limb right now and say they're probably going to be performing live at the Brewing Network's second annual anniversary party. Wow. So how about that? Yeah. We got headliners. Yeah. I think they might be our headliner. So uh, stay tuned for that. Coldhotcrash.com. You can check it out. We're just about to wrap up our uh, homebrew club topic that we got going on. And uh, as I've said uh, throughout the show, a special bonus for you folks tonight. I hope you're hanging out and feeling like having a couple beers and doing a little beer radio thing with us because the Jameel Show will be airing live two episodes in a row directly following tonight's program. So if you're still hanging out with us and you feel like uh, you know sticking around, having a couple beers and and talking about some uh, specific uh, beer styles, then hang out and do the Jameel Show. We're doing two live shows we got uh, both Jamil and John in the studio uh, with us right now. Uh, they're going to hang out and help us finish the topic tonight, and then we'll take a little break and get into the Jamil show. John, you were uh, uh, doing some wine today. I was doing wine, and I just got done drinking a lot of beer, too. Are you hammered? I'm, I'm feeling good. <laughs> See, it's <laughs> going to be good two shows, I'll tell you. Either, either it's coffee early in the morning or it's beer at, late at night. night. It's a, no matter when we do it, John's yeah. fucked up one it's way or another. It's always on some substance. Yeah. you got to write a constant buzz, you know. Well, it's funny, too, John, because Jamil. Jamil and I were talking about the, uh, you know, the, uh, having this sort of a bonus Jamil show for tonight. Oh yeah, and we were saying, you know, uh, here it'll be great to to have Doc around just as a bonus to oh, help yeah. talk about the topic. Yeah. But him and I both said, although if Doc does, if he pulls a Doc on the Sunday show like he does, he like right. gets hammered, and we've been drinking Doppelbach all night, yeah. <laughs> we're like we're going to have to judge whether or not he will be acceptable for the Jamil show because yeah. we want to stay on topic. Well, and everyone loves Doc and. Everything, but you know we gotta stay focused. He, he looks relaxed. Doesn't oh, look I'm relaxed. Up, and I'm good. I'm not slurring. It's yeah. all good. Well, yeah. now it doesn't matter though. Is what my point because <laughs> John showed up drunk too. <laughs> so Jamil, it's all you. You're gonna have to hold down. Oh, we'll, the keep, we'll keep it serious. Well, yeah. one of the benefits of doing this in the evening is yeah. I can have a few beers while we do the show. <laughs> so there you go. You and I, think, I don't have to drive to San Francisco exactly. to work. Exactly. So I think uh, I think the whole, the whole thing is lost. I think we're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's funny too because you actually have two great beer styles that you're covering, yeah. so I hope you don't fuck it up too much. And I brought a sample, too, homebrew. Did you really? Yeah, nice. Uh, so coming up directly after the show, we're going to be covering uh, American Amber Ale mm. and Belgian Dark Strong Ale for the Jamil Show. And then, of course, I'm going to run them. Uh, I will run tomorrow's show at its regular time at 10 a.m. Uh, you'll, you'll find it and just tune in live, and, and it'll be there. You won't be able to chat any questions to us. And then, of course, in two weeks, when uh, the other uh, topic is scheduled, that, w- that one will also run at its normal time, which is every other Monday at 10 a.m. So I'm going to have these guys kind of hang out with us and, and cover a couple of the uh, Homebrew Club questions uh, along with Doc just to wrap things up because I, I want to get it done here in the next uh, 15 minutes or so. 
But you, you, good luck. You all know how that goes. <laughs> yeah, it's like the WrestleMania of, of beer shows. Yeah. And and by the way, by looking at the clock right now, I, it, it appears to me that we'll be starting the Jamil broadcast at nine nine o'clock. So if I can get nine. this done here, we'll nine. take a, we'll take a short break. We'll we'll regroup and and they'll be starting at nine p.m. We're gonna have ourselves some pizza first. Mm. Uh, a comment that came through from the chat room that I thought was a fantastic uh, comment. It was a new name for the Sunday show. You know, we've been, you know, kind of the toy- session toying around with new names. Right now, it's the Brewing Network Sunday session. I like the commercial you had. The session. The session. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's cool. So now that Danielle is gone, uh, this person said the new Sunday show name uh, should be the Sunday Night Sword Fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Which uh, actually is quite fitting. Go across the streams, uh, man. Had we known the at the time we did the competition where people were uh, you know, sending in names, had yeah. we known then that Daniela was leaving, yeah, right. I guarantee you that the Sunday Night Sword Fight would have won. Hands down. Yeah. Like that would have been the name. <laughs> that we chose, but we didn't know. So we uh, a lot of connotations there. Contamination is that what you said? Yeah, <laughs> we could not straight have up, been. straight straight up. Okay, Doc. To finish up this uh, homebrew right. club topic, you got uh, someone on hold too. Oh, I do. Yeah. Oh, I do for a long yeah. time. Oh, it's a drunk of the week. You hold on long time. You hold on long time. <laughs> right. We gotta get things moving. Uh, Timmy, drunk of the week. What's Timmy. happening, brother? What's up, brother? Uh, what do you think? You can uh, beat out Sean, ha- Sean Haggerty. I'm I'm in the running. Yeah. Yeah, Southampton Beers Guard. I drank a 750 of that. Okay. A Fordham Weizenbach. That was a growler. Hang on, stop for a second. You drank a growler? For those of you who don't speak slur, he said Southampton uh, Weizenbach. <laughs> Guard? Yeah, go ahead. Go on. Yeah. From Connecticut. Yeah. A Fordham Weizenbach. That was a growler. Yeah. I followed that by, because I needed some sour beer after what? last night. <laughs> what time did you that. start? What's that? What time did you start, Timmy? Uh, four. Okay. Well, five on the East Coast. Okay. Oh, you've been, been drinking hard hours? for like five yeah, you hours. Start, so three hours before showtime. Okay. Yeah, I've been running for about seven hours now. Okay. Uh, well, Reidenbach Flemish. Yeah. Oh. 750. Nice. Damnation, because they distribute out here. God bless. Russia nice. God bless. Yes. A Baltica 6. Yeah. And then you guys kept me on hold for a while, so I put down a <laughs> put down a Troganator. Really? <laughs> and at DFH, a Dogfish had 90. No shit. Timmy, do me a favor. Wow. Spin around in a circle for 10 seconds. And see if you can still hold on to the phone. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be hold easy. On, hold on to your lunch. <laughs> yeah. Easy. I could, I could go brew 10 gallons right now. <laughs> yeah, you could. Do you have a uh, right Do you have a favorite song that you could sing to us just to make no, the fun? I'm not much of a singer, sir. Happy birthday, work. Not much of a singer, huh? How about a toast? I know a few rugby tunes. Do you got oh, yeah, Rugby tunes could work. Or, or a toast, like if you have a favorite, like, stupid Ooh. toast to make, you know. I have a Canadian firefighter's toast. Oh, like that. perfect. That's what I'd like to hear. Do it. All right, here you go. All right. Are you going to bleep it? No, I'm going to, in fact, hold up my drink and drink with you. Oh, go yeah, right okay, here we go. You everyone, ready? Everyone, right. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, oh, since great. he already asked if I should bleep it, uh, if you got kids in the room, et cetera, et cetera, get them out of the room now. Yeah. Apparently, That'd be best. Okay, uh, with that being said, we'll, we'll give the them the customary five seconds. Five, four, three, two, kids out of the room. Go ahead, please. Here's to the hole that never heals. The more you rub it, the better it feels. And all the soap inside as hell washes away as fishy smell. Wine, women, song, and vice. Herpes, syphilis, blue balls, and lies. I've had them all by Jesus Christ. Gentlemen, to the queen. Amen. To, to the, the queen. queen. Cheers. And that was the Candyland Firefighters toast? Okay, I'll tell you what, Sean Haggerty. I do apologize once again, but Timmy, I think, has got you beat. Yeah. 
Uh, his list of beers that he drank today. He had two growlers. Yeah, I mean... No, just one growler. Oh, one growler. My bad. But, 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 just one growler's but, fine. But, but three 750s and then a couple of uh, pints in between that. Uh, Timmy? Yeah, I was, I was all over the place. You're on top right now, my friend. We'll wait and see what happens in the next 15 minutes. But Dr. Right, Shane. You're drunk Timmer. of the week. Thanks the show. Don't care if I win. All right, brother. Thanks for the Cheers. call. Cheers. You guys rock. Thanks, man. Out. Timmy, what a good dude. That's uh, That was a fun phone Timmy. call. And a good toast. I like good dirty toasts, yeah. actually. And in fact, uh, there's something about a good dirty toast. They don't even feel all so dirty. They're all still nice to me. It's still like a <laughs> nice way to say hi to somebody, yeah. even if they have a bunch of uh, dirty stuff in them. I feel so dirty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Doc, and then Jamil, you're involved in a couple of clubs, so I'd like you to go ahead and put in your two cents since we've got you here. Um, these the are hell? questions that were posted into the forum. I'd like to do them briefly, Doc. All right. Briefly? Yeah, as briefly Me? as we can. It doesn't exist. First questions. I live in a town more than an hour from the nearest homebrew shop. Okay. There are probably other homebrewers in town, but how would you go about forming a club if you don't have a homebrew shop to kind of advertise in? You don't need a homebrew shop. You can, in somebody's house, like we've said, you only need four or five members. Just get together. The main thing is tasting each other's homebrew. Okay. Uh, go to the community center where people put up posts for things, the church, the community center, post office if they'll let you do it. If you live in a small town, you, you know, the word will get around. You said you, you have other homebrewers around. Okay. Uh, go, go that way. You only need five, six members, which is actually easier if you only have somebody's house to meet in. So his follow-up question then would be, is it then worth having a club Without a local homebrew shop. Oh, yeah. It's oh, still sure. worth yes. it? Oh, definitely. Well, you know, I, I'd say if you can get one other person, you got a club. <laughs> it's a club, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. And you can explain to the wife, i got a club meeting tonight. <laughs> it sounds much better than... You mean with Fred? I'm, I'm going know, to drink with Fred. Yeah, me and Fred are going to go pound a few pints. It's like, i got a club meeting. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you could be the president, the vice president, you're all set. Yeah. And uh, you can advertise, uh, or not advertise, but the uh, AHA has a homebrew club registry yeah. that's searchable. You know, list yourself in there, and then other people that are searching in the area might might find you that way. Yeah. Make up some little business cards that list like this homebrew club, and you know you end up talking about beer to people, even in a small town. You know, people are like, oh, I hear you brew beer, and you go, yeah, here, like homebrew club, yeah. you know, come to a meeting. And before you know it, you'll have way too many people. So, Fantastic advice there. Uh, what would you consider the minimum frequency of having meetings? I know, Doc, that you guys do once a month, but what's the minimum? I'd say twice a year. Okay. Uh, you can have something, you know, the grand picnic in the summer. Yeah. And uh, the holiday party in the in the winter. See, that's cool. Even if you don't have time to do a monthly thing, that's great. You're right. Twice a year. You guys you can, can get together, have a big brew sometime. And yeah. The, and have the, pan, you know, the picnic, get the families involved. Okay. Fantastic. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we covered this one. I'm trying to... Oh, no, actually, this is a good question to kind of reiterate. How do you handle drinking at club events? And, of course, we talked about it depends on where your club is meeting. But this person wants to know, you know, in regards to the liabilities of, of, of someone, uh, you know, having an accident uh, afterward. Uh, before you answer, Doc, I want to say right now, uh, this has always been an important uh, comment for me to make to a lot of people because I hate douchebags. Douchebags drive me nuts. And I think in a homebrew club or, or anything else... You know, you really need to – if you had a group of friends 
and you found out that one of them was a douchebag, you probably really wouldn't be your friend anymore. You'd stop hanging out with that person. They're not invited back. You wouldn't invite them back. And I really think the same should go with your homebrew club. You yep. need to find a responsible group of people. Now, of course, everybody has their day. I mean, it happens every now and then. You have a little too much to drink. It's an accident. And, and that's tolerable. But if you got that guy in the club who just shows up to drink, just get rid of him. Uh, I have. Yeah. You oh, have you really? Yeah, I, I you know a couple of people show up together. Somebody and, and his neighbor. Nobody really liked the neighbor. Okay, he was abusive. Uh, yeah, he get a little too drunk, and I nobody liked it. So who had to talk to him? Me. You did, yeah. So I, I talked to like first I talked to the neighbor. And said, well, he's not really my friend. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, well so, then don't bring him. So then I, okay, then I go talk to him. And, you know, look, this is not a drinking club. Yeah, this is a homebrew club. It's about this. Uh, I'll give you one more chance. Okay. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. you. Yeah, exactly. If you don't like it, just don't come. You're not You're not yeah. invited back. If you, yeah. It's not about getting hammered here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it's, it's tough e- to have to do that. It's easily, easy to get hammered here. Yeah. It is. I mean, everybody's serving homebrew. Every and that's the thing. Uh, homebrewers tend to be responsible people. Jamil and I talk about this all the time. They tend to be actually really cool and responsible people. So most of them you don't got to worry about. But if you do get the guy who's just like, oh, could I have another? Could I have no, another? No, fill me up. Fill yeah, me up. Yeah. Those guys. And most people are like, no, okay, I uh, just want one of those. Little, give me a little bit. That's usually what the homebrew club is all about. Just give me a little bit. So that's A number one with dealing with your liabilities. I guess the second thing I would say, and I've seen this happen at your club meeting, and I've seen it happen with Jamil and with John and with other people, you know, uh, they're worried about somebody having an accident afterward. Encourage people to not drink and drive. Encourage them to... Carpool. Uh, or have a breathalyzer. Uh, both John and Jamil have both encouraged on this program having your own personal breathalyzer. Mm-hmm. John, you went out and bought one. I after. bought one, yeah. If anybody's out of line at a dose meeting or is that off, all, off base, I'll breathalyze them. You right. will. And it, it, it hasn't not, happened maybe once it, in a year. It's not. It's usually someone that brings a friend. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, for me, and, 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 and this isn't this way you know, for everybody so far, and I hope that someday it is. For me... The drinking and driving thing, it's some serious business. I don't oh, get yeah. serious about a lot of stuff. I yeah. dick around in here about all kinds of things. You could talk about, you know, JP having cancer. I'll still make a joke. Huh? <laughs> you know what I mean? I got cancer? You yeah. know what I mean, JP? Uh, no. Uh, I think that clubs are good. <laughs> but you talk to me about <laughs> JP drinking and driving, and I get serious really fast. And I think that as a club, this it, it, of all things that you do, and it doesn't matter where you meet, you should really be taking drinking and driving seriously. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, take care of your, uh, your fellow club members. Yeah, they're your buddies, so take care of them. Okay, yeah. mainly because they'll rat you out. The one thing that saves you is the the guy that's there with a friend who's getting hammered. He's usually been driven there by his friend. Yeah. So you you, you got to find a, a ride home for him. Yeah. And then make sure it doesn't happen again. Okay, here's a good question, and I've heard this too. This person says, "I hear that some clubs purchase um, upper end brewing systems." So that the members like can kind of share yeah. them. You know, maybe they'll buy a sculpture for the, the whole thing. The uh, Like a big, yeah, a big thing. So, uh, you know, what are the benefits and, and kind of the things involved in that? Uh, that's, it's about bringing the home brewers together. Uh, they get a big brewing system, 40, 50-gallon thing. Everybody chips in for uh, ingredients. Everybody's there to brew, and they all take home wort after that to uh, ferment. Yeah. Everybody gets a piece of it. It's a good deal. Uh, they can do experiments with the club. Yeah. Uh, some of them, you know, maybe that uh, week was Hefeweizens, and they're going to brew a big Hefeweizen and do a double decoction or something off of that. Great. So everybody gets to experience how to brew one of those things. Uh, it's a big system. 
the one thing you know it goes right because everybody knows how to work that when someone brings home beer to ferment it works great yeah. you know the uh, Maltos Falcons down in LA they they do a monthly you know brew uh, club brew and they have a system there at the uh, they have a clubhouse, uh, which home is cool. beer wine shop down there, and uh, yeah, they uh, through the, through the generosity of the, the shop owner, and uh, they do monthly brews, and people can come down and observe new members, people who want to learn how to brew, they can come down and see what's going on. Yeah, and, uh, different styles, they do experiments. It's really really cool. Uh, the the Falcons do a great job on that. That is a great deal, and we've also talked about uh, homebrew clubs who will purchase a barrel or find a barrel, mm-hmm. and they'll all kind of participate in putting beer because right. a barrel barrel's big. We don't brew that much beer yeah. at home but if you kind of can combine like maybe yeah and, and by the way and let's just be honest here you only want your best brewers in the club to be involved in that barrel For sure well because one bet look at like if if i went to if those had it right now you wouldn't be involved yeah john and doc they both <laughs> like me like i'm their friend they still wouldn't allow me to put beer in we there. have too many here so, no 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 so don't be no. friendly about it you know pick the best people and serious i mean that's kind of you know well anyone i mean one batch can dick anybody the whole can thing make up. beer you can have it open everyone but it has to go yeah. through a panel a panel yeah. now that's a good that's Definitely a good idea has to go as long as everyone can submit a, a taste yeah and, and and if everyone decides yes, that can go in it's the It's all barrel. about wearing protection. So yes, absolutely. Yeah. So that's a good idea about sort of a, a club oriented. I've actually always really liked the idea of the club buying equipment that you would you could never kind of afford or, or keep around your house yeah. a, as an individual. I love the idea that you have a club thing. There's a club in Oregon um, where you can you can get almost anything and you can rent it out as an individual. As a matter of fact, you don't have to use it as a club. The club owns all this equipment and as an individual member you can go and you can you can rent their conical <laughs> for free you know but you sign it in you sign it out you can it, their their sculpture the whole bit and Probably i like have that. libraries that, as well so that's what yeah, those yeah. pays East that's what the dues yeah. pays for and, and, book, and books and books too and yeah yeah okay so your dues goes into buying the, the company equipment yeah the books all that kind of stuff yeah that's a cool thing and by the way we didn't even talk about keeping a, a, a yeast bank I don't think that Doze does it but a lot of clubs do it's a difficult thing you need somebody who's dedicated yeah. and is good at it but a yeast bank I think is a great thing for a club yeah you to can't do. be a slacker and yeah. do the you need someone who, who can really you know, take care of it uh, you Gee, Jamil what do you think Jamil's in yeah, I, I used to do that. Those needs a, a yeast librarian. <laughs> Jamil's going to be the yeast bank for the whole country. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, Team Tom in the forum. All these questions that I'm reading now come from the forum. If you haven't joined it yet, you should. This guy says, if I drop my pants at a meeting and other <laughs> members aren't cool with it, can I form a new club? Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, called Boys Club. And it's called Boys Club. And <laughs> Ooh, yeah, your yeah, show yeah. is Friday. Lunch meets. You know what? You probably form a club within the club. <laughs> yeah. It meets every other Friday at noon. And uh, I think you should. I think if you, this is what we talked about in the beginning. If your club isn't meeting your needs, yeah. you change it, my you friend. Your, I told him uh, to uh, don't leave. Stay there. Make everyone appreciate it. Yeah. Until everybody drops their pants. Yeah. Um, let's see. Mm-hmm. Form a new culture. Form a new culture. Uh, this person, Microphone, another one of our four members, wants to know if the BN can help us recruit members. I guess he just started a new club. Yeah, I'll give you a hand here. Let me read over the thing here. He just started a new club in, um, let's see, it's in, it's in the Coachella Valley of Southern California. The cities include Palm Springs, Cathedral City, Rancho Mirage, Palm Desert, Indian Wells, Bermuda Dunes, La Quinta, and Indio. Not that hi- nasty place, Hesperia? Not Hesperia. I can't believe you excluded you didn't, Hesperia. You, you didn't you, put Hesperia in there? You bastard. 
Although I'll tell you, Indio is disgusting. I just want to say right now. And Hisperi is not? No. Yeah, it is disgusting. He says, Friday night we held our third meeting of the year, and he's having a hard time finding local brewers. He found about eight people so far, and a couple of them are snowbirds, so they're only there about half of the year. There are two local breweries, and one of them is totally cool about supporting home brewers, he says. Uh, they are even willing to hang flyers and let us have meetings there. So that's cool. Oh, if you, you got can, a great start. Yeah, if you can find a microbrewer so will let you have meetings there, that's fantastic. He says the other brewery is high-end, and they don't really want to hang flyers. Well, or yeah, like they've that, got so. suits up top and are never in the brewery. But yeah. if you're nice and consistent and you're meeting on a regular basis and people can count on it, you know, you'll you'll be surprised. People start to show up eventually. That's right. and uh, it's true. Join in. Yeah, people put, definitely want to get something out of it. Can we put something like in the sure. forum, a yeah. new topic in the forum, like club news? Yeah, or we. I will. Do, let's do that. Uh, hey, Lufa, uh, you're you're going to listen this eventually. He's our he's eventually. one of our he's our very active admin on the forum, uh, kind of our go to guy. Give us a thread if you would I about go to uh, guy. Too. Just give us a homebrew club thread so that people can promote theirs. I'll promote this guy since it's right here. By the way, please don't if you if there's 150 people out there that want me to promote their club, you know. Don't don't send me. No, that. no, that's the forum for that. But this was on the forum, guy. so I'll, I'll help this guy out here real quick. I, he wants us to help recruit new members. Uh, if anyone's interested, he says you can email Micah at cvhomebrewers at yahoo.com. That's cvhomebrewers at yahoo.com. Or check out their website at cvhomebrewers.blogspot.com. So there you go. You can check that out. Uh, what else do I have here? Okay, here's a good one for you, Doc, because when you took over your homebrew, homebrew club, it had like eight people showing up. Right. And this person has a similar question. He says, how do you take over a club that's become basically non-functional? He says, my local club has some great brewers, but now it's more of a social potluck beer and wine club, not a beer club. I believe that the non-beer wives sabotaged the club in the past. Uh, so maybe that's a deterrent for getting your wives involved. Every Get everyone divorced. Yeah. 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 New that's wives. How you start. He wants to take it over, Doc, and he wants your advice. Well, it's, it's, it's got to be a coup. You have to do it. <laughs> you got to get everybody involved. Uh, everybody involved. On the down low. No, you just get the important people involved. And Think Cuba. Your new name is El Presidente. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you I'm have, with you. You have to. And uh, pretty much it gets to be your way is the or the way or the highway. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna take it into. You can't do it all at once, but you're gonna take it in a new direction slowly. Well, maybe not even that slowly. Yeah. Okay. But you, you don't. You have two choices: either change the one that it is, mm-hmm. or make your own homebrew club. Okay. So I would say first trying to take it over. I like the coup, and uh, try to be El Presidente. Yeah. You need a, a good vice president that's gonna back you up because you can't do it all yourself. And start making some changes. Okay. You need some muscle. You need some muscle. Yeah. All Shut right. down the people that need don't Guido agree with you. in there. Okay. Uh, that's the best way to do it. Uh, that's what we did. Uh, we, we thought that, you know, it needs to go a different direction. It, it was lacking direction, it was the main thing. It was so hodgepodge on what we were doing, it just became a social event. Okay. So uh, you, you got to get some an agenda, some topics, uh, see what people want. But uh, spearhead the whole thing, and you'll, you'll be okay. Okay. I think I've had Buzz cut holding for the last 15 minutes. Yeah, you know how much crap he's been giving me? I'm still on hold. Oh, man. JP, nice going. Shut up. He wants to try to be drunk of the week. Stay in Reno. We got about four minutes of show left, so I guess we keep him on hold to the last 10 seconds (laughs) and then cut his stupid ass off. Buzz cut. My Uh, my kids kids were telling me that uh, my mother in law lectures our dog. 
So. Uh, oh, is that right? Yeah. So Buzz yeah. isn't too off. I, I I I told my kids. I said, you know, I know somebody else who lectures their dog. <laughs> Do you I wonder get a, what Grandma's doing? She takes a little, you know, Vicodin or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like dog. Do you get along with your mother-in-law, Jamil? Yeah, she's a fine person. <laughs> Say that again, John. Yeah. She's You're eventually going to have a mother-in-law. Come yeah. on, let's face it. You get along with her? She's a fine person. <laughs> <laughs> I love the yeah. standard well, answer. She's taking him to Hawaii. Of course she likes I want to interject. I want to move Mine on. is a fine person also. See, Doc, I was hoping that you would break this trend of uh, political correctness and tell us that your uh, mother-in-law's a douchebag. I like her. No, you she do? drives me insane. <laughs> you don't like her. Come on. Oh, no, I do like her. You do? I, I do. She thinks I'm a wonderful person. <laughs> oh, she and, does? And actually, she is but until she like, talks. But, <laughs> until she speaks. But No, actually, she's, she's really nice, but she pushes Get me in directions I don't want to be pushed in, and I don't like that. Okay. And so it does drive me insane. Mine's, she, she mine's is a wonderful really nice. person. Mine's the ideal mother-in-law. What do you mean yours? I don't have one. You don't have one. Yeah. Buzzcut, uh, trying again for Drunk of the Week. How you, how you doing, brother? Dude. Is it my turn yet? It's your turn. You no. Can, yeah, put him on hold again. Check this out. My mother-in-law passed away on the 17th of December. I'm sorry. And I loved her to death. Oh, I'm very sorry. So you guys all suck ass. <laughs> so now you don't love her anymore? Is that what that means? I'm my mother-in-law. I'm going to mute him for just a second. Already I'm thinking, guys, that now that he's going the depressing route, yeah. he's he's it, really in there. It gives him extra points for oh, Drunk of the yeah. Week. I yeah. agree. Yeah, he went past angry. Because we've always had like the sort of either the crazy or the yeah. angry They talk, the yeah. and then they're yep. angry. But this would be our then, first depressed no, Drunk no, no. of the yeah, Week. Sensitive. He's really gone far. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. actually going to give him extra points for that. Okay, Buzz, you're back you on. you got extra points for being ugly. Yeah, we just gave <laughs> you some points for uh, being depressed. Depressed, you know. Depressed or angry? What do you want? No, you're you passed angry. Well, you we've gotten angry buzz cut before. Oh, right? excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, so, they're getting asked to work? Yeah. Uh, obviously. Oh. That's what you just had? Uh, Would you have a bomber fun. of it? A little 22? See, I, I'm, a, I'm a really happy kind of guy. But what I wanted to know is... Yeah. The lives with Jamil is, is this, like, total lives. We're going to go further on. Yeah, I'm going to give Buzzcut Drunk of the Week. I right think now. so. I don't, what did he just say? Even, uh, I think you and I've met the guy, and he's very, you know, he speaks quite well. Yeah, he and, does, uh, but right now, he's I think having, he can barely I think yeah. you need form to, a sentence. I think you need to give Buzzcut buzz a glass of water is what you need to give. You know what, what's hey, going to uh, be really sad yeah. is... When he wakes up in the morning, it doesn't remember drinking all those cool beers. <laughs> yeah, and oh, I drank all that. He only knows by the stack on the counter. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, Buzzcut. Yo. <laughs> I think you've just won drunk of the week, my friend. Yeah, you know what? Sean tried, and he's yeah. a loser. No, he tried, and yeah, and yes. yeah, he's not nearly as depressed or angry as you are. And uh, well, I'm not depressed. I'm not really angry. Oh, well, don't don't say that because angry. it will take it away from you. Yeah, I might give it back we, to Timmy. We take points away. Uh, okay, right, I'm fucking angry. <laughs> hey, Buzz, you got it, my friend. You're drunk of the week this week. We all sing the song. No, it didn't take my dog this time. This no, you didn't even thing. have to. Uh, you didn't even have to talk to your dog, which. Uh, and you know the great thing is, is that dog is learning. Sundays yeah. is a day to talk. Is a day to die. Sunday. The talk. If I'm ever gonna talk, it's the dawn. Sunday in the day to dawn. All right, fuck you guys. I'm calling 21st of midnight. Day to day to dawn. Day to day to dawn. Cheers, man. Okay, congratulations. Good day to day then. We're gonna sing the song. 
I'm looking for the music. I don't know why I can't find it, actually. <laughs> it should be right here, and it's not. By the time I found it, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, that's our tart of the week uh, music, actually. Put the helmet on again. I'll just take him, JP. You don't have to All screen right. this. Okay, one. good. Caller, what's happening? Hey, it's Bob. Bob! <clears throat> I've got a little input for your liability question. Okay, do it. What our club does, and a lot of other clubs, is they'll actually go to, they'll have it hosted at a bar, and they'll let that bar know what, you know, the style is or whatever, so they can get the right kind of beers in for that. And then they're actually covered under the liability policy of the bar. So the bar's responsibility at that point. So if you got a bunch of drunk assholes, yeah. the bar's got to kick them out. Yeah, and then the bar gets a bunch of money from you buying beers from them. Yeah, see, that's the now that's the agreement that you have to make with the bar, though, and that's what Doc was talking about early on. Uh, I agree with you. If you can get the bar to kind of go along with that, that's a fantastic way to get around it. But the tough part is saying, "Hey, can we meet here?" And, and by the drunk. way, <laughs> we're going to have some drunk people. Like that's tough, you know. Well, I mean, you know, you've got to be still reasonable in your drunk people quotient yeah. just like um, that's what you I know, said you gotta else, kick out the douchebags and most of them don't like you to bring in your home brews yeah. a lot of you know what a lot of well at least around here where it's you know you can't find good beer anyway they'll allow you to bring in home brews because they know you know these guys they're gonna bring in a six pack and they're gonna share it amongst 20 guys we're gonna do it anyway and then in Rockford north of in north central Illinois where? and uh, they will They'll sit there and they'll let you, you know, they'll let you bring a six pack in because they don't care because they know they're going to have you buy five beers from them and they've got a party room in the back that's just sitting open anyway, so you yeah. might as well use it. Yeah, agreed. All right, Bob, I got to go. All right. Bye. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean that, that Bob didn't have important things to say, although, you know, it's probably true. But. <laughs> It's time though, because I got to get ready for the Jamil show and we now. Have to eat and, pizza. Uh, but yeah, Bub's absolutely right. I do. You want uh, heed his advice? It is a great thing to have it at a brew club, uh, a brew pub, rather your local one. If you can get them uh, to agree to it, caller, real quick, what's happening? Okay, this is Sean. Hey, Sean. I don't know, man. All right, Buzz, how's, how's it going, Sean? Buzz was all depressed and angry and shit. Holy shit, man! I'm standing in my yard peeing right now. How can I not be drunk in the weed? <laughs> you sound way too controlled. Let me hear. Not let me in yourself. Put your phone near. Wait, are your pants down? Up or, or just up? peeing in your front yeah, yard. Exactly. Your well, my, okay, I'm unzipped, kind of, and I'm having a hard time zipping up with. Uh, my you're hands, too sober if you unzip. If you yeah. put your phone near the pee, I might consider giving you drunk of the week. Let me hear it. Holy shit! I can't do that, man. I'm no. done. You're gun shy. You got stage fright. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, radio you know fright. There's not you're, enough guys looking at him. That's why you know, I can't like do stage it. Stage fright. I've heard this from you. The stage fright thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm the king of stage fright. It's absolutely no. You're right. not. I'll tell you what. I might be willing to call it a tie because uh, here's the thing. Sean Haggerty's usually a really quiet guy. Like he I will am. participate in the forum, but he's never called in like this a bunch of times, which makes me think if you take the individual into account because. Everybody gets drunk differently. Yeah. We'll take John P. for example. He's the nicest guy you could ever meet till he has a beer in him. Yeah, fuck yeah. you. Yeah, and then he gets angry. <laughs> then he wants to do karate well, wait, wait, on you. But I like John. Yeah, see. And John yeah, you're my John. number one and only fan. <laughs> see, and this okay. is the other and thing. Because much, usually Sean Haggerty is uh, throwing out insults in the forum, and he just said he likes you. Oh, I've talked to Sean, so I knew, he, I knew he wasn't Dude, you want to oh, show you the God. chat room? You want to see insults? <laughs> Yeah, they're throwing them at you, huh, JP? Oh, yeah. yeah. F. Sean Haggerty. Oh. What do you think of that? Right in his little <laughs> wait, fat wait. face. You know what I'm about? JP? Your stupid Nothing. fat That's face, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> wow. There's some anger here. 
Oh, Jake. <laughs> wow, yeah, I'm up on it. F you, Sean. What do you think of that? I hope you get hey, caught in your zipper and Hag- all your little gay friends get to help hey, you out. Hey, Sean, if it makes you feel better, I'm going to slice wow. his tires after the show. Haggerty, I didn't hang up on you. JP did, I just want you to know. And he has that right because he is the chat queen for the day. I That's right. Because you could reach the button. And I could reach the phone. That's all right, I'll tell you what. I'm going to make a judgment here, but I'm going to let you. Uh, I'm going to let Doc and Jamil and John and JP. Well, maybe I shouldn't let JP vote. Uh, I'll, let him I'll vote. vote for Timmy. I'm Everybody vote for gets a vote. Or Sean. I'm going to vote for a tie between Buzz and Sean Haggerty. Uh, thumbs up or thumbs down if you vote yes. Oh. My, uh, I, I've got my thumbs up because I say Sean Haggerty's a good tie. Uh, go ahead, Doc. What's your vote? You want Sean Haggerty in there or not? No. He's giving him a no. Jamil gives him a no. John P. Neutral. I wasn't here. He goes neutral. What was the question? It's two to one so far. JP. Doesn't count. Uh, does Sean Haggerty qualify as a tied drunk of Absolutely the week? Absolutely not. Okay. Screw him. Uh, well. <laughs> I don't go that far. Haggerty, is that you? No, it's Sully. <laughs> hey, Sully. It's, and I'm in Chicago, and I want to start a homebrew club, and if anybody wants to meet me over here at Clark Street Ale House right now, I'll send pizzas to you. <laughs> <laughs> so you're lonely, and you're in Chicago. <laughs> well, he's in Chicago. Well, I didn't want to say that. <laughs> I just heard that John Foster was giving out the uh, 218 phone number uh, in the chat room, and I was suggesting that maybe I should give his cell phone number out. Oh, You know, I have that. I could do that for you, Sean. It's, it's 415 <laughs> Oh, no, wait. Uh, that's up to you, uh, yeah, Sean. I'll leave that. And I want to give Bub shit because... He apparently uh, is giving me shit for being in Chicago and not calling him. And I said, well, come out and meet me right now. And he can't because he's hammered out of his ass. So. Oh, that bastard. So I'm uh, I'm on fire right now. <laughs> you are on fire. Okay, well, I, I, I don't want to cut you off, but I have to because i got to end the show. But yeah, uh, Justin. I know. Uh, I'm sorry. Daniela goes out of town and you cut me off? What's well, it's here? not my you fault. You called too late, I got, man. I have another uh, show coming up in nine minutes. i got to start a whole new show in nine minutes. Nine minutes. Yeah, the Jamil right. show is broadcasting live directly following our show. So they're it's here. A, it's a very unique. Well, I don't want to step on Jamil. No, uh, that's uh, the only time brings, waits for no man. Brings I'll, trouble. I'll step on him. <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, good luck in Chicago, and I hope I that uh, someone the comes and meets you. And it's warm, and I'm sending pizzas. <laughs> Thank you. We need them. Excellent. Out. 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 <laughs> All right. Sean O'Sullivan, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Uh, that's going to do it, folks. I know that there's a couple of other questions going around about clubs, but you'll just have to wait for the next club show. Uh, coming up in about eight minutes or so, maybe a little bit longer, I might take enough time to eat a slab of pizza. Uh, we're going to be starting two live broadcasts of the Jameel Show. Oh and uh, that's exciting, huh, Doc? Uh, it's kind of like a super bonus Sunday. Oh, yeah. Sunday. 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 Yeah. Caller. I'm excited. You're on the air. What's happening? Dude, I'm from Chicago. And I'm, I'm Timmy. I'm, I, I should be the drunk of the week. Timmy. Timmy. I voted for you, Timmy. I think you should be the only You're one. Right on. No, Timmy, you still are drunk of the week because I was voting that. Oh, wait. Did I give it to Buzzcut? I did. I gave it to Buzzcut. I took uh, it away uh, from Timmy. Right. You should have a tie between Timmy and Buzzcut. You called in hammered. All right. You, you want to go tie between Timmy and Buzzcut? I could deal with that. I'm just, I'm just trying to make the show. You What's know? Timmy I, I'm doing right now? Loser, it depends. Know? Yeah. Actually, what what depends is we have lukewarm pizza now. Yes. All right, Timmy and Buzz, it's a tie. And we're going to sing. I'll go crack your stuff 50 if I need to. Everybody sing along. Oh, I got Drunk, 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 drunk of the week. Timmy and Buzz got 
are drunk of the week. Drunk, 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 drunk of the week. Timmy is drunk of the week. There you go, Timmy. Congratulations, man. Cheers, Rock. All right, brother. Hey, take care. The best thing going. Thanks. <laughs> Cheers, man. Appreciate that. And thanks for all the phone calls, everybody. Uh, it's always great. The show is what it is because you've all participated with us, and we appreciate that. Coming up uh, right now, just give us a few minutes to uh, have a slab of pizza and a beer. Two Jamil shows. They're going to be covering American Amber Ale and Belgian Dark Strong Ale. If you're listening via the podcast, fear not. Uh, you'll be able to download both of these episodes. Uh, as usual, just like the Jamil show always runs, we're just doing a little super bonus evening. Uh, I want to say thanks to Daniela for calling in tonight. I think it really, you know, kind of made things happen, Doc. It was, yes, it uh, did. We were really missing her, and that was great to hear her voice on the show. Sleepy as it was. <laughs> Sleepy as it was. Yeah. It was 3 a.m. in Germany, and she gave us a phone call anyway. We tried to b- pull her into the chat room. but Yeah, she wouldn't go for that. Sean Haggerty just called. Maybe next week. I but, hung up on him. But that was it was very cool of her. I also a, a big special props and thanks to JP for working the chat room for and us. Taking tonight. all that abuse, he did a great job. He took a lot of abuse in there and uh, and really got away. Uh, he, he gave me all the good questions, just like Daniela does, and that's the point of the chat room moderator. So uh, thanks for that, JP. You did a fantastic job. We are looking for a new moderator for you guys, so hang in there. We're gonna find somebody here soon enough. Uh, stay tuned. The Jamil Show is coming up next directly, everybody. Uh, no show next week. Please remember, do not tune in next week. There is no show. And the newsletter will be coming out uh, in just a couple of days. I'm sorry it's late. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah.